Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Adam Rostad. I murdered Dan. I don't know what the day is, uh, but I do know that I'm in a brand new location. I don't know how I got here. There's a bunch of stuff, and there's some really nice microphones, but we're going to have a good time. Yes, we are. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you for having me. Wow, yeah, I get, but you know, I'm it's having, kind of a mix of both, yeah, isn't it? Right, I'm having you on the podcast. You're having me over to your house, your lovely studio. This is this is incredible. I I feel so official. I feel like a real <laughs> a real podcaster, a man. bona fide podcaster. Yeah, like, I'm missing the beard. You know what I mean? Right, but, but uh, you're you're working. I'm on working it. on yeah. it. Yeah, we'll get you know, there. for me, uh, Jared, I feel sort of like a podfather. Uh, you coming are to visit yes. his pod children. Yes. Uh, I, I feel a little bit like, hey, I helped birth this show in some form or another. Right. I mean, we've shouted you out a few times on the show. A few um, times, yeah. But you have helped us out immensely with uh, all the questions that we've had about, about stuff. You know, you've given me advice that I've ignored about microphones. I've and literally <laughs> given you <laughs> equipment. Yeah, actual honest-to-god equipment. You're the lifeblood of Craft Comics. So it's, I, it's, lo- I love hearing that. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, being graced, you know, with the presence of... Yes, royalty. Royalty, and, yeah. Uh, a kind. god, right? A god. I, 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 when I was when I was thinking about this today, <laughs> I was like, should I? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this today. I was like, should I call myself the Godfather or the Podfather? The Podfather. There, there is there is a. I believe Adam Carolla calls himself the Podfather. So I oh, felt okay. a little like I don't like know. you stole that a bit. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Bit. We stole the intro, baby. So <laughs> we're, that's right. We're all good here. That's right. Copyright means nothing in a, in a comic book <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, so yes, Dan, your other pod child is not here. He's in Hawaii. Yeah. What the hell is that with that? Yeah. I don't know. He wanted to get out of this like shit weather. Uh, uh, that's fair. Do we talk about the shit weather on the, on the, on the pod? Okay. So we, we rang it in. I don't know if you knew this, but we rang in spring with some fresh springy beers a couple weeks ago. And then we were like all about the summer beers last week. And now it's snowing. Yeah. And you were, you were like, oh, I can't wait to sit out on the patio and blah, blah, blah. What What a fool I was. Yeah. You know, like we, we talked about a little bit earlier before. We were on mic last night. I went out with my wife and some friends and driving past all these bars downtown in Madison where people are out on p- the patios, yeah, in shorts, right. And today we're supposed to get up to like eight inches of snow. I, I, uh, unbelievable. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm my fingers are crossed. I, I was in dumb denial of this right all of yesterday i'm like i I can't i got a sunburn (laughs) i was sitting out at a bar and the windows were open and i like my pink skin like literally blistered a little bit and i was like it can't snow tomorrow can it i honestly i I woke up today and it like we had to run somewhere real quick in the morning and i walked outside in sandals right still and i was like it's super warm the grass is green leaves have green leaves or trees have green leaves on it there's no way it's going to snow today. There's absolutely no way. And then yeah. as you got here, it was snowing. Here, yeah, I ushered it in. Yeah, I I was like, even the point where I, I considered, you know, we, we considered calling it off because, you know, the four to eight inches, it's a, it's a nightmare to drive in. But I was like, it's not coming. There's no way. I don't believe it. And then as I was driving over, right. sure enough, the sky opened up. Uh, yeah. But hey, oh well. here we are. Um, I guess. Yeah, this is Craft Comics, a weekly uh, comic book podcast where we drink beers and 
talk about some comic books. Uh, before we dive in, though, I always ask, I always ask Dan how he is. I'm going to ask you how you've been. I know we got a little taste of that, a little, a little we, sample yes, of did. it. But sorry again, <laughs> I like, like I told you, it's hard for me to not take over since yeah. I host all these Dog, other I, podcasts. I and, barely steer this fucking ship yeah, as well, it is. Like <laughs> I, I am doing well. I uh, uh, so I work for the state. Um, oh. Do you work for the state? I work for. Uh, a pharmaceutical product development. Okay, well, <laughs> which sounds which sounds like I could be a spy. Yeah, right? I was just gonna say, are you Agent Smith from yeah. the Matrix or I, what? Do you want to know my actual job title? Yes, I am a scientist for <laughs> product, pharmaceutical product development. <laughs> Wink, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I swear. Yeah. That, so I. Uh, so I'm good. I. I. Uh, I'm well. Like I said, I went went out last night to mm-hmm. have some dinner. Found Didn't, sixty bucks. Yes, I was just gonna say I uh, am walking down the sidewalk downtown Madison and see a twenty on the on the street, Ugh. and then uh, my wife walked p- right past it, and I was like, nope, and I picked it up. Turned out to be three twenties wadded up, Ooh. and like, what are you gonna do? Like, I feel bad. Like, you yeah. think about that person who reaches in their pocket later, right? And they realize they don't have it, and like, that's awful. That sucks. Yeah, that's an awful feeling. But at the same time, what am I gonna do? Make a Craigslist post for sixty dollars? Yeah. P- pin it on the wall near where I found. Like, I'm right. It's mine. Yeah, it's yours at that point. If it's like, if it was, it would be different if it was in a wallet with some kind of identification, right? You know, but like, you're gonna be like on Craigslist or Facebook. I found sixty bucks. Is this anyone's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's know, gonna turn up. You know what's really interesting though is that I uh, told my wife Ashley today. I was like, I would have less qualms about keeping a thousand dollars in cash that I found versus sixty because here's Whoa. why. Here's why. <laughs> okay, sixty dollars is a negligible amount that yeah. that you could just have in your pocket, and as you're getting something else out, it slips out. Uh-huh. That's understandable, and that really sucks, and and whatever. But if you lose a thousand dollars in cash, mm-hmm. that's really hard to do, and and you deserve to not have that money at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but at the same time, I feel like if I th- found a thousand dollars in cash, I'd be worried that some dude was going to show up at my house and chop my head yeah. off. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, really, I think this just points out like. <laughs> how bad of a person i am no so. i mean or <laughs> reckless maybe right, <laughs> right, right, i would right. be like i'd be like i don't know who got murdered for this thousand dollars but i don't want anything to do with it totally but, and you're just like fuck it man just spend they can't cut my head off if i've already spent it right yeah you know like absolutely. i'm sorry your money's gone <laughs> you can have this anime body pillow that i bought with the entire <laughs> thousand dollars of it yeah well that would be several i mean i guess i've never bought an anime I, body i pillow, can't so. imagine i'm sure there's at least one that costs a thousand I bet you there's at least one that costs like twenty thousand. Yeah, you're probably like made right. with real human hair. Well, we've already checked that uh, <laughs> item off the list. We got to talk about anime body pillows. Uh, <laughs> that's like necessary. Hey, so, Jarrett, do you mind if I make some plugs really quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shows? gonna say, um, I was gonna say, Adam Rosted, big guy here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, he's he runs a lot of shit, so please plug away, my friend. All right, so uh, the first podcast I started here in Madison is uh, called Madison Story Slam. You can find us at madisonstoryslam.com. You can find the podcast there, but we also do live events the third Saturday of every month, and every now and then we do uh, like a one-off show at a different place. But it's just people coming together, telling true stories based on a theme. It is tons of fun. We are sponsored by Ale Asylum, so there's always really good beer um, and stuff. Uh, our, we actually just penned a deal with a, uh, a distillery in town called Stateline Distillery. We're going to start doing shows there, so we'll have good um, spirits as well. And then the other um, podcast that I'm currently doing is called Chill Filtered. You can find us at chillfiltered.com. 
what we do on that show is my friend Cole and I, who we we actually do podcasts remotely. It's the first podcast that I'm doing where okay. I, there's not two of us in the same room. He records himself in Arizona. I record myself here. We put it together. We drink a bottle, not a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we choose a bottle of whiskey each uh. episode, and we both have you know an ounce of it and review it and and just have generally a good time. Uh, that's why I have a huge shelf full of whiskey mm-hmm. out in the living room. So that's what I'm doing. And then something else that kind of ties me to this show as well is I uh, I run an Instagram account called Dr- Drink More Beer. So at Drink More Beer. And it's me and three of my friends who live throughout the United States. And we buy different bottles of beer, sample it, and take a picture of it, put put that on Instagram and, and review it. And we're starting to do a lot of uh, live Instagram stuff, like mm-hmm. live streaming. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Very cool. Yeah. I wish I had a plug. Uh, we're working on some of that, though. You can find Craft Comics on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you need an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I guess we need, you need an Instagram, a Facebook, Facebook page. page. Yeah. You know what? I, so I've done some research for you. Oh, wow. There are several Craft Comics pages. Oh, nice. There's There are several Instagram accounts. One that is just a guy who reviews beer and talks about comic books on, oh, no. on Instagram. He stole our shit. <laughs> no, he's been going since like 2015. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one. And then the last thing is, I, I, I know we talked about this through text, but Start a Patreon. Yep. People that listen to this want to support you. Mm-hmm. So start a Patreon and, and talk about it. So All things that we need to work on. So yes. uh, then we might be going through a phase of rebrand. I don't think that guy could... He couldn't come after me, right? No, no. Yeah, that's right. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if somebody has trademarked the right. name yeah, or yeah, yeah. copyrighted the name, they could. But mm. I guarantee you this guy hasn't. Yeah. You know, I haven't trademarked or copyrighted any of my stuff. Nice. It costs too much money. Yeah, and it takes time, too, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And you have to provide, like... um. I took like a law. Cl- okay, we're not going to deep dive into, into trademark and <laughs> this is law. now craft comics and law. <laughs> yeah, and law and copyright law. <laughs> Strap in, babies. Um, so well, it's usually a two and a half hour show is now going to be four hours long. Yeah, we're going to read the entirety of the Mueller report <laughs> on craft comics. Uh, enjoy. Um, but yeah, so let's. I guess this has been a this has been a good time. You know, you've done your plug. Yeah. I've I've uh, had my uh, announced my 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 lack of a plug. I think it's about time that we can uh, we can dive into the beer. So every single week, uh, I buy comic books, and I made Adam buy beers this <laughs> week. Uh, Adam, well, you you got us quite the smorgasbord. Well, of beers it's here. it's kind of fortuitous uh, uh, that I'm doing this today because I actually originally bought this. So uh, so usually you guys have two uh, yep. beers, two breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I happened to go out and buy a sampler pack from Revolution Brewing, which is a brewery in Chicago, Illinois. Um, And I bought this for the Drink More Beer page because there's three or four different beers in this sampler pack. And I can take that and review four different beers and not have to go out and buy, you know, spend like $45 on four different six packs. Sure. Um, And so it's just kind of fortuitous that then you asked me to do this. And so I, I have saved these i haven't had them on the drink more beer uh, instagram yet and uh the other thing that is just kind of like happenstance is that the sampler is called the league of heroes mm. so it's kind of on brand for for the craft comics podcast how fun is that i know we're having so, fun uh so a little bit about revolution brewing uh i don't have a ton of information about the brewery but um it was started it's a relatively new brewery started mm-hmm. in 2010 um founded by a guy named uh again Kind of on brand for craft comics because this is a villain name if I've ever heard one. Okay, Josh Death. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! We did not plan this at all, folks. Josh Death. 
Josh Death started this in 2010 after uh, I think he was a, a regular at the Bells Brewing uh-huh. um, and and uh, the tasting room there and met a guy who is a master brewer. And I, it sounds like they kind of got together and started this uh, revolution brewing in Chicago. And uh, they have more than 20 different beers. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, seasonal different things that have happened. And there's 12 like retired beers. So they've done a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, kind of their flagship beer is the anti-hero. Okay. The anti-hero is a, an IPA. I thought what would be kind of fun is if you could, if you, uh, Jarrett would assign a comic book character to each of these. Oh my. Okay. So the, so let me get through them all first and then then you can do that. So the anti-hero is their flagship IPA. Uh It's a blend of Citra, Crystal, Centennial, and Chinook hops. It's got a crisp, clean bitterness and some floral citrus to it. Okay. The brute hero is white grape. It, the, the flavors are white grape, passion fruit, and lemon. And it finishes kind of like a dry champagne. Okay. Lucky hero is uh, produced with the Idaho seven hop. And the Idaho seven hop is kind of one of those like, Ooh, this is kind of mysterious. And, weird and, ones. Yeah. Kind of a weird yeah. hop. Um, that has flavors of papaya, red grapefruit, mango, and it kind of has a black tea finish. Black tea. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Galaxy Hero. Uh, it's uh, It was brewed for the Chicago comic, like comic book and entertainment expo. They, they made oh, it fun. specifically for that. Uh, it's got Galaxy Hops, as the name implies. Okay. And uh, you're going to taste some tropical fruits and citrus, and it's got a crisp, dry finish. And again, all of these are based off of the original Antihero IPA. So they're all IPAs. Right. They're just different variations. Of right. It. So, like different hop additions. I imagine right. that the grain bill is probably the same. Then. Right. And so yeah. they're just going to add different hops. As yeah. far as I know. Um Sorry, I've got a mustache hair in my mouth. Oh, you know, it happens to the best of us. I mean, this is my job to stall now. Yes, so there I'm, we go. <laughs> uh, so for the anti-hero, what comic book character do you think okay. fits? Well, so originally, since it's their flagship hero, I was kind of uh, envisioning something that was like, you know, a Superman. But, and I'm going just gut impulse on this. There's a big old green fisto on the side here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say the Hulk. Okay, you're, I don't think you're taking this the right way. Oh, no. Okay. Take it from the name. Who is the anti-hero? The anti-hero. So what I would think, okay. especially considering the book we, we've we read today, mm-hmm. is Venom. Venom, for sure. That's a really good anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. I'm going to say, uh, now that we're now that I'm thinking about this on brand, um, John Constantine would be my anti-hero right. of choice. Nice. Yes, yes. Okay, who's the brute hero? The brute hero, that's the Hulk. Right? Yeah, I, already exactly. s- I already said that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's easy. The lucky hero. I want to say Domino. She's yeah. oh. literally <laughs> the lucky that's hero, right? What yeah. She is. yeah. And then uh, I had an idea for the galaxy hero, but I'm curious what you think. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this and on one hand, I really want to say star Lord. Sure. That's an easy one, but I think I changed it when I saw his little laser beam gun um, to Adam strange. Okay. I don't know Adam Strange. Adam Strange is a DC character, and you say, as a Marvel guy, you don't yeah, know. So, right. Yeah. I, I kind of actually thought Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, that's a good choice. Yeah. Very or relevant. Or like Silver Surfer. Yeah. Oh. Either of those two would be really good. There is a very good Silver Surfer, um, I don't want to say graphic novel, because like, it's just a collection of six issues written by the guy who wrote Fantastic Four. Right. So uh, in this week's issue of it. So if you liked his writing... Uh, you could check that out. It's it's super 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 good. Awesome. So I'm gonna let you choose two, and okay. then I'll I'll take the two that you don't choose. Well, you guys know I love gimmicky shit, so I'm gonna try the lucky hero because I want to know what's all about this Mysterio hop. Perfect. Right? Uh, and then 
you know, I kind of want, I really want to try the anti-hero just to have something to compare the, it the to. The baseline. Right? Yeah. Right. And I honestly think I might go with more than this. You know what I mean? Depending on how frisky I want to get. Right. Later, so, so hand me that one of those galaxies. You want the galaxy? Okay, so go. we'll just do one of them for now and then you guys okay. take a break, right? I, I'm just trying to remember what you do as so far as. We'll, we'll drink it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what we, how we feel about it. And right. Then, and then usually, honestly, we just dive right into writing right. some books. But um, I'm saying you do like one beer at the top talk about some books and then take a break mm-hmm. and then do the next beer. Uh-huh. All right, cool. But we can, yeah, we can just talk about a couple of these right now, you know, and it'll be, it'll Man, be whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I am going with the, uh, the brute hero first. And okay. again, that's the, it's got white grape, passion fruit, lemon finishes like a dry champagne. This is actually the one that I wanted. So I'm glad that you left it <laughs> for me to get. What do you think about what, which one are you doing the anti-hero? Yeah, first? I tried the anti-hero first. Cause I wanted to get a base understanding about what kind of IPA they're playing with here. It's a, um, if you could imagine like a dry IPA, that's what this reminds me of. It's definitely bitter forward um, with the hop finish kind of like sitting on the tongue a little bit afterwards, but it's tasty. I mean, it's, it's an, you can say what you want to say about IPAs and I could distill it down to saying like, it's just an IPA, but it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely and sweet. Now I forget, are you, are you an IPA fan or you prefer other things? Are you, are you, are you kind of one of those guys that's like, okay, IPAs, we get it. They've been a thing for a while. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of that, but right. like if you could dial it back a little bit, because I'm, I'm not like going to like turn my nose away at an IPA. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. going to be like, Ugh, I don't want an IPA. And you know, like I like them. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I like that they're trying different things with yep. IPAs. Absolutely. They're not just being like, Hey, we're the hoppiest thing right. in the world anymore. Like yeah. people are like, Hey, let's try and add some new flavors to this. Right. I will say that like the 20, I don't want to, I don't want to like say an exact date, but I think like around 2012, 2013 is when you started seeing like the IBU bombs. Right. Where every, it was all about just how bitter how you better. can make it. And I was like, at some point you're losing the The malt is, it's not even an issue. Anymore. Well, my like, favorite, one of my favorite IPAs is high res by six point brewery. Mm-hmm and it's just have you ever had it Mm-mm, it I is it is as better as you can make an ipa except they now have a triple ipa so high res is a they have they have resin which mm-hmm. is their ipa high awesome. res like a double ipa uh-huh. and now they have uh, a couple different variants of a triple ipa oh my god and it it's it's still really good it tastes really good but it is very bit, bitter on all of them yeah i mean but if that's what you're going for right like all beer is about is about balance but which way you want to tip it right? right between sweet and bitter and like yeah ipas they carry with them a whole bunch of like wonderful, bright, different flavors. And they're so strain dependent. Totally. And I feel like you could totally like just riff on that shit forever. Right. Like just by, by getting like the weird hops, right. Like the, the lucky hero. Yeah. Um, by playing with it and, and different regional strains. So, really so this, cool. this brute hero, uh, they are very much right that it, it very much does finish like a dry champagne. Mm-hmm. You get, you get that tinge of white grape right at the, at the, on the palate right away. But as it finishes, it's like, oh, this is just straight up champagne. And it's, it's really wonderful. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm like. I'm trying to think of anything um, particularly insightful to say about the <laughs> about the anti-hero, but you know, it just it it tastes it's it's got the sweetness, the malt sweetness, um, the the bitterness from the hops, and I and I get like a lot of more um, floral vegetative notes and fruit on this one. Sure, and I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but hey, you know, that's my tongue. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that's the so it it talks about a floral and citrusy. Okay. Hey, check that taste, out. So yeah, you, you definitely nailed it. I, I'm I'm missing the citrus, but that doesn't. That could just be me, you know? Right. Mm. And your awful taste buds. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's good. I, I would really, honestly, what I might do is I might keep this open 
and crack open the lucky so that I can um, side by side taste them side by side. Right. But we, we can we can get into that a little bit later. You Absolutely. Know <laughs> you want to talk about some comics? Yeah, I say so, I I might, we might as well. You know, we might as well dive into these. They're they're not going anywhere, right? That's so, right. Um, again, this is Craft Comics, the weekly ish comic book podcast <laughs> about beer and banter's and good times all around. We're gonna dive into books. So this is your oh, spoiler. Also, oh. one one other thing. Okay, I designed your cover work. You sure did. <laughs> you're like you're like mother and father. We, <laughs> All praise because to Adam your Rasa. original cover work. No shade on Dan. Okay, I was gonna say mine, <laughs> sir. It was like <laughs> it was, it was like somebody bootlegged a uh, like Getty Images like clip art thing that a five year old put together. <laughs> I forget your you had the most scalding criticism that I screenshotted and sent to him. Yeah. It was oh, it was absolutely incredible. What did yeah. I say? It was it was it was so good. It was pretty brutal, but it was I, I, and I, I sometimes I still send it to Dan. I'll send it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that one time you made the worst? You made such a bad piece of like art that right. they wouldn't let us under the iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what I always say about podcast art is that it's the front door of, yeah. of your house, basically. Much and if, wisdom. And if it looks like shit, nobody's going to want to come on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, surprise, it sounds like shit too. Right? But not not now though. We've got this amazing. Does, no, your podcast does not sound like shit. Don't don't. We don't gotta, shit on yourself. We got to self deprecate a little nah, bit guess, here. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of self deprecation. Just just a uh, just a uh, uh, not warning. A heads up. Uh, whatever. An asterisk for your listeners okay. here. Yes, asterisk. I this is not my forte. My fort, actually. That's actually how uh -huh. you pronounce that word. Is no. fort. Yeah. Forte is the musical uh -huh. because it's a musical term. Okay. F-O-R-T-E with the accent. That's mm -hmm. forte. That is musical. When you're talking about a um a gifting or something you're interested in, mm -hmm. it's actually pronounced fort. Nobody well, pronounces it that way, but that's yeah. that is the actual pr pronunciation. So, it, well, this is not my fort. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a long asterisk. <laughs> uh, right. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> to to read the asterisk uh -huh. asterisk, go to volume two, yeah, edition number three. Yeah, yeah, please see Craft Comics episode nine for full context of this joke. Uh, no, so I I grew up a comics book comic books kid. Uh -huh. um, Dad was a huge comic book guy. And so he always he instilled in his kids the love of comic books. Still love comic books, but I don't actively go out and try mm -hmm. and find and read them. I go to my old comic books all the time and reread them. Right. But so I'm a guest. I may not have a ton of uh, input on all these, but we're gonna have a good time anyway. Yeah, we're just ripping it, man. It's right. gonna be. We're all gonna right. have a ton of fun. Uh, talk about these books. Uh, before we do, though, I'm gonna say this is your spoiler warning. This is a review show. We're gonna talk about the books. In particular, some books this week have a lot of spoiler heavy stuff. So if you want to read these books please don't listen to me well okay pause me read them <laughs> then come back and listen please to me please don't listen <laughs> please to me do not listen what to me. every podcaster should say towards the beginning of their show <laughs> just front. turn me off <laughs> up front just stop yeah. please what are you doing what are we do <laughs> what are we doing here um we're gonna start with dc this week and i just gotta make sure yep we got we got it here um i gotta get my notes up we're gonna start with dc this week so that we got a pretty even split I'm stalling for time because I need to get my notes. That's up. fine. Everybody understands. Okay, we're going to start with Action Comics number 110, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Steve Epting, colors by Brad Anderson and Josh Reed on the letters. Uh, I picked this book because this is Leviathan Rising Part 4, and this is really 
leading into DC's big Leviathan event that's coming sometime this summer. I'm not exactly 100% sure, but... It reminds me a lot of the Onslaught event from Marvel back in the mid to late 90s. Okay. I I wish I knew. I wish I could... You should... (laughs) You you guys really should have, like, a retro comic every week as well. I feel like I feel like I'm a bizarro you because I right. don't know anything about old comics. So like when when people talk to me about anything from like the 90s or like even the early even like up to like a few years ago my eyes glaze over cuz I'm like I, I wish I knew. Right. You know, I know like secret I need the I know the I big think, notes. I think you should on the show uh do a do a retro arc. Uh-huh. And I think you should start with the onslaught arc of Marvel. Okay. It, 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 it's a very interesting arc. Anyway, sorry. Is it, is I, I'm it taking like, over again. I yeah, apologize. You, hey, man, you can steer the ship as much. We're going to trade <laughs> We're gonna trade back and forth, especially the more beer we drink. Right. Oh, man, it gets right. a little sloppy, but that's the fun of it. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we've got, oh, Jesus Christ. Action Comics number 110. What was I even saying? Did you give the, the artist and writer I did. I read, the, I read the whole thing. Uh, yeah. oh, good. Anyway, it's leading into the big Leviathan event that's coming sometime in dc and dan and i haven't been getting on board with it at all haven't been have not okay. no so we are we are uh this was my onboarding attempt right okay and it opened it cold opens to um honestly i can't tell you what happened in this comic book because i it, can't either it cold because opens you, to you a know. man in a in a, a skeleton man who <laughs> i'm pretty sure dies right right yeah um, that's what it seems like yeah. But, but it didn't even make that clear. It just jumped to the next panel of her like running away from a shipping container and being like, he's having a heart attack. It's his skin. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It, I mean, honestly, I dug, I dug the opener because uh, this lady comes in and is questioning the head of the DEO, whose name is, I don't know. We're going to say Dr. Bones. Yeah. Okay? Right. I'm just going to make that up. Dr. Bones. You is might, sitting- you might recognize or remember Dr. <laughs> Bones from her television show. Of course. On Fox <laughs> in the mid two thousands. <laughs> David Borean is such a hottie. Um, Dr. Bones is sitting alone in a dark room and he's being uh, gently interrogated, not even interrogated, but questioned by a young reporter. Uh, and he seems to be strangely suspicious of her. And we, as the reader, have no have no reason to be suspicious of her until he's kind of like, how did I get here? Right. And she's like, oh, don't worry about that. Do you need someone to check your vitals? And he's like, no, how did I get here? Who are you? You're not Kate, whatever. And she's just like, Okay, you know what I mean? And yeah. it presumably kills you him. Know what, you know what I really liked about those panels uh, as she was like revealing, okay, I'm not this person. Um, or maybe it's in the, the next page. Yeah, let me yeah, look yeah, here yeah, really quick. Is that, you know, shape-shifting has always been a thing in comics, right? Yeah. And uh, in, the, in the early days or in my days of being a comic book fan, you would just have one panel where she looked like this, and then the next panel would be like this. Yeah. But I loved in this panel that they did a pixelation thing. The little translation. To yeah. like show there was a shape shifting happening. Right. That, that was really clever. Yeah. They. I mean, modern comic books are they. They've gotten so good at 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 telling you a story by showing it to you right. instead of writing it. Um. They. It used to very much rely on the words. Right. There. There were pictures there to help, but. But a lot of the story was driven by words. And it seems like just reading, I don't know how many we read today. Uh, that seven. seven <laughs> by reading seven, quote unquote, modern comic books uh-huh. today, it really did show me that there is a certain amount of um, realization that has happened in that world that like, hey, 
this is this medium can also be visual. It, it is inherently yeah. visual, and it's, we can tell part of the story with these visuals. It's a hybrid, right? It's right. like almost when I read an old comic, especially comics from like the seventies, in particular, when you when you see all the thought bubbles um, and, and exposition things up in the top, that it reminds me of very old um, movies sometimes, where the the craft just wasn't there yet, but you could see it beginning to form, right? Like comic books are are a hybrid medium; they're visual. And I don't know what the other right written um, storytelling medium. And when the two like definitely the older comics leaned more heavily into the written word. Right. Whereas it, today you can there there are things that I, I wish that we would have had one. But there are completely wordless comic books that come out now. And they're they're so fun. I, I don't know if I could do it. They're so fun. <laughs> I, I just they're super neat. And I think it's a I think it's pretty incredible. So, yeah, like you hit on a good point there. That was that's um, pretty cool. And I, I definitely love uh, the art here, the character acting is phenomenal. Right. Like the little realization, like the moment where she's looking at him and then he's like, there's a pause and she, he looks back and then she just kind of gets this like evil sort of smile on her. It's just, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so that's the first little mini story inside here, which is, which then leads into one of the most, I, I was pretty confused. It was by a this. confusing transition, right? Yeah, Leviathan, which leads into the real comic book Leviathan rises part four. Uh, which is like an undercover Lois Lane and Clark Kent, yeah, uh, doing some, doing some. Doing so, some has shit. there been anything leading up to that that helps you with that transition, or uh, were you as lost as I was? Well, so we haven't been reading action comics for a while. Oh, um, okay. And this is definitely me being like, okay, Leviathan's coming. DC's DC's does a pretty good job of their events, their big crossover thing. So I'm like, we should probably read it. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and start to get on. So. I'm assuming that they probably set this up a little bit, you know, like Amanda Waller is in the fortress of solitude. Um, and, uh, like they're undercover with some group called, what's it called? Uh, Oh yeah. Uh, spiral uh, spiral. It's spelled yeah. with a Y, right? Cause it's S P Y they're spies. <laughs> yeah. You guys get it. Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little on the nose, <laughs> but you know what? I love that about comic books. Comic yeah. books typically are extremely on the nose. Uh, so Clark- oh, you know, what's so funny little aside is like when people get into these comic book movies, the mm-hmm. superhero movies, and they're like, this one was a little too campy for me. And I'm like, that's what comic books are. <laughs> yeah. Did you miss the point where this dude is like, his name is, his name is Atom. And he, <laughs> you know what I mean? His powers right. are atomic. Like, right. I don't know what's going on. Right. What, do you, what do you think? What I just, think we're I just doing love here? that. It was a little like, I liked the new Spider-Man, but it was a little too like tacky and and jokey and whatever. He and made like, too many quips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It seemed like the writing was just a little too sophomoric. Yeah. <laughs> that's a comic book. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's definitely interesting. And um, something that I noticed, even when I was, when I, when I saw uh, Captain Marvel in the theaters, I was like, man, and I, I, cause I could see myself having been spoiled with all of these uh, Avengers movies and everything coming out of the uh, MCU lately. I was like, wow, you know, that was kind of just like a generic origin story. Right. And then I was like, Oh wait, but like they're literally introducing Captain Marvel. I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Um, so what do we got? We got um, Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Yeah, that's right. On a little buddy cop, undercover buddy cop adventure. Um, they find a man. 
I'm trying to desperately to try to explain exactly what happens here. Um, the only important thing that happens in this comic, as far as I'm concerned, is that Superman has, has a, a curly beard and curly hair. I love that curly hair. He on him. he he looks like his name is Clark Klein in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For if you sure. get what I'm trying to say here, for sure. We, we won't say anything. <laughs> we won't say anything official, you know. But yeah, I I I, I liked this comic book. Um, I'm on board for Leviathan. I, I I definitely love the idea of Clark Kent and Lois Lane on like a like an undercover buddy cop right, prop, right, but, right. but that whole reveal in this book already kind of spoils that. And my favorite thing was, you know, it constantly amazes me to this day that there are people that don't know Clark Kent is Superman. So when, whenever a new person is like, <laughs> but his name was Chaz and yeah, this, and Chaz. He's, he's not even Clark Kent. He's like, he's like, wait a minute. Chaz was Superman the whole, the time? whole time. I didn't know. So yeah. Um, I don't you know. just reminded me of, uh, what was the robot's name from Power Rangers? Ay 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 ay. I want to say Zoidberg, but I know that's it's wrong. Not I definitely know that's wrong. Anyway, anyway. Alfalfa. It was Alf- Alpha 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 Alfie. something. Alfie. Didn't they call him like They might have, but it was Alpha and then like C3PO. Oh, right. anyway, you know, Alpha C3PO. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to uh, usually we do give a rating to these comic books so, uh, it's out of five um, I can rate it I'll start at, just as a, in general Dan tends to rate things exactly a half a point less than me so if you right, want to like right. fit that mold you're more than welcome to uh, right. I loved the art in this I was a little confused but the storytelling was fun I'm going to give this a three and a half out of five Um. so not not to follow suit oh no <laughs> Uh, as far as being Dan, but I would say a three. The prophecy. I would say a three. <laughs> but I, let me give you a suggestion. Okay. Um, I think that what you guys should do is because oh. maybe a little peek into uh, what your process is for uh-huh. your listeners. Um, you know, you guys get together the day of recording and read them all. Uh, you know, trading off different books until you're yep. done for about an hour or mm-hmm. so. I mm. think that you guys should each keep a notebook and write down the title and give it a rating personally. So that he can't play. So off he of can't you. do that. That, yeah. little, that little, that little, It'd be a little more honest. Yeah, I don't it know. could be. Just well, thing. but sometimes it's it's just an uncanny thing that happens because right. sometimes I make him say it, and but maybe that's my own bias playing back. It could me. be. Could be. Who knows? I, I we kind of have the same thing on Chill Filtered because really? like my my co-host will give a rating. We give a rating at the end of every episode. Uh, for the whiskey we're drinking, it's out of ten, and we're usually pretty on point. But uh-huh. I have taken to starting to write down before we get into that, yeah. like just so that I'm not. Well, you're trying to eliminate bias. You're trying right. to be as objective as objective as a critic criticism of a comic book it can possibly be, right? Right. So, right. Interesting. Oh, up next here, the Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Up next, we have Heroes in Crisis number eight out of nine. This is the pen ultimate issue. I thought there was. I thought this was a twelve issue miniseries, but I guess I'm an idiot because it's had. Uh, Didn't you out say of that nine. last week too? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you did. I, I think I might have. You yeah, clearly. <laughs> who who listens to these podcasts? You're, I do. You're not supposed to be doing that. Um, Heroes in Crisis, uh, yeah, so this is the penultimate issue. This is written by... Wait, but it's not the penultimate. Penultimate means the one before last, right? I thought penultimate... I don't know. I thought penultimate means do we need like... To, do the, we need to Google this? Okay, while you, I introduce... You talk, while I'll, you introduce, I'll, I Google. Okay? No, I'm not... Well, I'm introducing it. Wait, you, no, 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 you no, 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 introduce yeah, it. You, I'll Google. <laughs> you had the plan down. I just fucked the words up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heroes in Crisis number nine, written by Tom King with art by Travis Moore. Uh, Mitch Gerrard's is featured on art as well, but he's also doing the colors, which I said I was going to remember, and I did. And then we have Clayton Cowles on the letters. Have we reached in a... So you're right, I think. Dab. But, the but, but, but the, you know how when you search a word for definition on Google, it'll, uh-huh. it'll, 
it'll list like different websites that have the definition, but usually Google will just give a definition as well. Right. Last. So here's, here's the, here's the Google definition last, but one in a series of things last, but one in a series of things. <laughs> what a horrible way to say second, second to last, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last, last, let one. <laughs> oh, how, how did you finish in the, in the race? Last, but one last, but one. <laughs> Oh, you did really bad then. <laughs> right. Uh, here yeah, the could I have the last but one drink there, please? <laughs> Sir. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Heroes in Crisis, uh, number eight. This is... It's the last but one comic. The last but one comic in a, uh, a series written by Thomas King <laughs> about trauma. Uh, this is the big reveal, the moment we've all been waiting trauma for. Trauma is the right word, man. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, So I don't know how much you know about... Um, how, so we've talked about it a little bit, but Tom King is formerly a CIA op, like a CIA. He worked for the CIA. I don't want to know. I don't know if he's an operative. Who's Tom King? He's the writer of this book. Oh, he was. He worked for the CIA. CIA, and he was deployed in I want to say Iraq and Afghanistan for a long time. Right. Uh, and he a considerable amount of his body of work is kind of um, unpacking post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, and you can definitely see this play out in in, in this book for sure. Um, uh, this is the big reveal of like what exactly happened in Sanctuary. So just to set the stage a little bit, Sanctuary is a place that Batman created um, for superheroes and supervillains, some, to go and explore their own personal trauma, to work through it, because they experience things that, um, you know, normal psychiatrists and therapists probably would never be able to handle, right? So yeah. Batman built this completely anonymous thing where people can go and work through their shit. Uh, and then something awful, terrible happened and everybody ended up dead, of course, right? Because comic books. Uh, and the longest time we thought that the mystery was who murdered everyone in Sanctuary. And it was, it was kind of like, it was either, clearly there were two survivors, right? There was either, uh, Jesus Christ, why can't I think of it? Oh, Booster Gold or Harley Quinn. Uh, but it turns out that there was a third survivor, Wally West, the, the other Flash. Right. Uh, who survived and turned out to be the one who, who killed everybody. And so this is kind of him, you getting his insight and his confessional, right? Um, they did some really interesting things with this where uh, a lot of this book has been nine panel grids. They've stripped that away in lieu of three panel pages um, in the same sort of format as the nine panel grid, but um, kind of explaining exactly what happened. Basically uh, Wally West couldn't deal with the fact that he his history was unwritten. So he was he was wrenched from the last major time displacement, multiverse, whatever event. Uh, and his past was unwritten. So he's an artifact. He's one of the only ones left from the previous era of DC comic books. His family doesn't remember him. He doesn't ha or his wife doesn't remember remember him and he doesn't have his kids and he can't deal with it. Um, and in one moment of passion and rage, he his speed force overloaded and killed like everybody in sanctuary <laughs> and it's pretty fucked up and it pretty, is and it's pretty tragic but then that's where things get a little bit weird but yeah okay so go ahead you yeah. want me to keep explaining or do yeah. you, okay because I, I have something to add once you're done with that okay part. because yeah. he decides the logical thing to do is to run <laughs> back in time kill himself well and not frame he doesn't run back in time 
he he takes some equipment. From, oh, he steals Booster Gold's shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and he, uses that to go back in time somehow. So I don't know if it did involve him running. It's probably or, a combination. Right. Of Every time right. the Flash runs real fast, he can like warp time. That's why the Flash is like <laughs> right. one of the silliest comic books to ever. Yeah, it's, it's it's real goofy. Um, and then, but the logic of like deliberately going back in time, killing yourself, planning your own body so that everybody thinks that it's booster gold or harley quinn so that you is that is that what the is that the the whole point of this was so that he could work up the courage it gave him enough time to stall to work up the courage to tell the truth i don't know (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm looking at you for answers and you're like sir i have none well so here's the here's my thing is like what a weird decision he made like it was purely an accident it was yeah it was explainable as an accident right and it's not like people are gonna it, it, like if he said hey this thing happened and it's an accident it's not like people are gonna not believe him right like i mean they're super he's the they, flash yeah they know they know that these things are volatile and they have to understand that like right it's almost it almost plays weirder to have you try to cover it up you know right and, and so it's so strange that he's trying to cover it up that's yeah. such a weird decision right storytelling i think it's the whole I mean, that's the problem with any mystery, though, I think, um, is that typically the payoff is not worth is not worth how much your your imagination has conjured it. Right. So this thing, this whole series opened up with a huge tragedy. Right. Everyone. Right. Everyone in Sanctuary was dead. And the only two people that were left were Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. And each one of them thought that the other one killed everybody. Right. Yeah. So like that, and it's, and then, and then to find that the, you know what I mean? The, the, the fight, the big, this is the big reveal and big reveals are always like, it's uh, you know they kind of stick the landing a little bit you know I, I this isn't as bad as i've seen them you know so it's like it's like a gymnast has done a really awesome cool you know spinning technique she lands boom sticks just, just as a little stumble right, right <laughs> just right. a tiny little itty bitty one right um what what was your what was your original point was it was it that it was, it was that? weird it was it, it was super that, bizarre that, that it is so bizarre uh-huh that instead of saying Hey, some tragic thing that was beyond my control Super happened. Super explainable, right? Yeah. But you know, maybe maybe it's not as bizarre as I'm making it out to be because uh, maybe it is kind of the natural human reaction. Yeah. We hear stories all the time. I don't know if you ever watched any of those Dateline murder episodes, but yeah. things happen where it is legitimately an accident, and then somebody goes a step further to then make it a crime. Right. And and because they think, well, there's no way the cops are going to believe that this was an accident, so yeah. I've got to cover it up to make it look like something else happened. And right. that's where the crime uh, becomes a crime. It's a it's a panic. It's a moment of sheer panic, right? right. Yeah. So I But and I mean, still I guess maybe maybe they are trying to to really humanize the Flash in this? Yeah. Is, it, is it Wally Wilson? It's, it's Wally West. West, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're really trying to humanize him in that, but I think for the most part, you would think a superhero would be like, oh, like this is an awful thing that happened, yeah. but clearly it was an accident. Right, but in in I guess I guess the crux of this entire issue is that all of this happened in, in, in a moment, and when you're a speedster, right? Right. Um, a lot of shit can happen in a in a split second, but it's not what, what my, my my issue is. It's a split second for us, but it's not necessarily a split second for. I, but that's it's minutia, right? Right. This is a ultimately this is a story about pain and trauma and and how people deal with it. Um, I'm really interested to see how they're going to wrap this all up. Yeah, because like this kind of definitely felt like the last issue to me. Um, well, don't you think? Don't you got to believe that the 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 last issue is going to be 
him dealing with the consequences or somehow undoing them. Right. Cause we've already shown well, that he's he got can time travel. I mean, we've talked about why uh, the fuck didn't he just time travel to a point when he didn't kill everybody and right. then snap his neck. And you, you, you gave the, we can be a spoiler as we want with these. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So he goes back, he goes forward in time uh-huh. to kill himself, to be able to bring his body back to oh, yeah. the sanctuary. Yes. To, you know, uh, put the blame on either Harley Quinn or booster checks out. So he's going to die in five days. Yeah. And like an infinitely, right? infinite loop of yeah. it happening. Right. God damn. This is why I don't talk about time travel. It makes my brain. And hurt. so then, so then the next issue has uh-huh. to deal with that. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be this thick. <laughs> To be able to it's deal with be, that. it's gonna be a textbook. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. there's like they, they have they have nah. convoluted so much. I, like, listen, I I'm in, I want to go buy the whole arc now. Yeah, so you understand, so that so that I can see it all, just because I want to see what happens in that last issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so issue number nine should come out next month. If you really wanna, if you really wanna read it, I can run it over to you, or maybe we can like, oh yeah, we can have a sequel to the to the uh, Adam guesting on this show. I so think honestly, the, the view the the listeners they need honestly, to know. next month. I think <laughs> that you and Dan both should come okay, over. Fair enough. And yeah. Listen, I I literally bought this microphone here, be, knowing that someday you and Dan. Would would both Aww, be over here. That's so sweet. I, I mean, I needed a third uh, microphone for guests and stuff, uh-huh. but I literally bought this $400 microphone. Danny Mac, this, this microphone's for you, baby. <laughs> when you're back from Hawaii, that's right. You've that's got right. a, you got a seat at the big boy table. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I actually really did enjoy that it? just because of like all of the different, like, um, I don't know, like all of the different possibilities that uh-huh. are going to come from that. And you haven't read any Tom King, right? right? No. So it, this is this is well, actually this is one of my favorite parts about this podcast so far. Is like so since you've been reading all this old stuff, I get to like I get to show you some of the best creators of the modern era. Yeah, and some of the one of the best creators of the modern era. This is a segue, ladies and gentlemen, mm. uh, is the uh, the author of uh, Wonder Woman currently in DC. So this is Wonder Woman number sixty nine. And you know, Jared, I haven't I haven't been letting you know this. You oh. can hold that up to your camera. So that people can see. Are, are we uh, live right now? Uh, we oh. are now currently live on the Madison Story Slam Facebook page. Oh no! Page. I just, Please, I Christ, just hit don't live. Do, don't do this. How, do, how does my hair I look? I just hit live on oh, that. But no. also, I'm recording this uh, uh-huh. to an SD card so I can edit it later. So your listeners can kind of get a sneak peek of like what we're doing. And sure, stuff. I'll, I'll send you the files. That's fantastic. I, so. I, what I should do for them for for our setup just to mirror like how advanced your shit is, right? right. Versus mine <laughs> is I should take I should take a Polaroid picture of right. my of my dusty ass basement right and be like fan it you know what i mean and then hold it up to my webcam and then and then they'd have an idea of what we're normally <laughs> we're not we're cat, kind of catfishing catfishing the listeners right, right. now you know right. that's okay um, but you know part of my part of me being on here uh i view it as i want people to hear your podcast i enjoy your podcast oh, so nice and so i you know the reason without asking you i went live on facebook uh-huh. is because people can now hear it and you know, I posted that I'm on the 
podcast craft comics and i want people i want you to have more subscribers like you ha you guys have a good show you're passionate about it and you you've got great chemistry between you and dan part of that is you're both so fucking snarky uh so <laughs> he's the snarky one i'm the sweet one <laughs> yes <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, it, it trades off it yeah, trades yeah, off sure. but uh anyway so that's why i'm doing it okay i'm sorry i keep interrupting you no you're the, good man you're good i mean we're this is what we're doing we're just having a couple beers and talking about comic books that's i've the, had several beers at this point <laughs> that's the that's the dream um you did ruin my segue though i'm sorry it's okay i'm it was, so sorry it was beautifully crafted uh but we've got <laughs> should we bring, 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 reverse? yeah we need we need to get wally west right in here exactly to, 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 and booster to go back in time kill my current self yeah <laughs> the, well no he goes forward in time i keep fucking that yeah up. it's yeah. okay go, go forward in time kill my future self bring his body back here stash it so that that I this whole thing has gotten too complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next comic. <laughs> next comic. We've got Wonder Woman number sixty nine, written by probably one of the most important creators of the. I don't want to say the most important creator, but one of one of the most important creators in in modern day comics. Her name's G Willow Wilson. She created uh, one of the best new marvel superheroes named kamala khan or miss marvel okay i don't know if she sounds familiar to you at all, but uh, she's she's super popular. People people love her to death. Um, also on this book is Zermanico. That's my best guess on yeah. the art on that one. You asked me how to pronounce that. <laughs> it's and I one just word. Said, just like it's, that. That's it's, fine. It's one word and it starts with an X. So right. I don't. <laughs> we, who, who, Wait, this is say it again. Most. Now that I know it starts with an X. Zermanico. Zermanico. X-E-R-M-A-N-I-C-O. Zermanico on the art. Romulo Fiardo Jr. on colors and Pat Brousseau on letters. This is an, the beginning of a new arc, and I am here for it because this is a horny arc, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> it is. It's yes. a very horny arc. Uh, this cold. This cold opens to a man and a woman uh, cheating, cheating uh, on uh, each the, other. On, yeah, basically on each other. The, the, so the, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I got you. The, the man. The, the, the so he's with a, a a younger lady who who refers to him as her her big burly bear daddy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is, which I knew is I was in for something which when is, I saw which Big is, Burly Bear Daddy. Which is incredible. But then his wife shows up and announces that she's running away with their babysitter. A, and it's a lesbian it's, it's relationship. A, yes, yes, it's a lady babysitter. And he's yes. like, wait a minute, you're running away with the babysitter? And, and he tries to, it's, it's funny because he tries to get he kind like of like. He gets angry. He gets like, upset. hey, you're cheating on me? That's unacceptable. Uh, sir, let me scroll back to the very first page where this uh, 20-something is calling you her bear daddy. So. I don't, I don't know what else big to say about that. Big burly bear daddy. But um, the big reveal, <laughs> big bear, of course, unless I forget <laughs> big burly bear daddy. Uh, the big reveal on this, though, is that uh, basically the wife is like, why are you even pretending that things things have been, things are the same when they've been so different ever since they arrived? Right. And the the page turns to a bunch of people. Can I show it? Uh, just, yeah, it's it's, it's on you there. I can't really yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you're good. A bunch of people making out in the streets. <laughs> So that's, that's, you know, if heroes in crisis is a mystery about trauma, this is a mystery of lust of lust <laughs> and how, and how prophetic, I don't know. This, this book was pretty funny. I like, it was very funny. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this quite a bit. So, um, I can't, um, see, so this is the first in the series. Is that right? It's the first in this arc In the arc. Okay. Right. Right. So I can't imagine how serious this arc is going to be because this is funny as all shit well you know i would be totally fine if it wasn't serious right you know what i mean like yeah. sometimes you can just be goofy like you have this 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 book features like 
demonic baby cupid creatures that are like you know getting all red and teethy right. and like lunging at one. I mean, hold that up real quick okay, to your yeah, camera. Or here, let me let me take it because I have actually go. have a better camera than you do. Uh, not to brag. <laughs> um, where, where is that? Where is it's, that? It's a couple pages back. I want to say um, uh, it's like shortly after Wonder Woman arrives, right? Right. So we've got we've got like Cupid arriving. <laughs> And then oh, suddenly, <laughs> I am Cupid. <laughs> I mean, that is that is just one of the, I don't know that that panel made me laugh. There's a lot of things that made me laugh in here when um, sh- uh, the la- the waitress lady is talking to the um, what do you call it a Pegasus? Right. About basically if if the Pegasus has ever banged like a human, <laughs> yeah. If and the- there's ever been any some any interspecies copulation, it's just like <laughs> the. the- I'm sorry. The Pegasus is like, have you met Zeus? Right. <laughs> like, what do you, like, what do you think? There were a lot of good one-liners. In yeah. This and one. who knew that, um, you know, ancient Greek gods could be so funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. This was a, this was a good book. The art, um, I, it was a particular standout for me. Um, there has, this is a new artist, Zermanico. So uh, Zermanico, my, my hats my, off, my hats off to you, Zermanico. We, uh, the past few, the past arc has been Carrie Nord, who is hit and miss. Um, definitely got better towards the end, but this one out the gate, man, amazing. And the colors by Romeo Foriardo Jr. They just tie everything together. Like super, super good. Um, definitely very enjoyable. Not much else to say. Basically like Wonder Woman fights off, um, for a brief amount of time, uh, the little evil Cupid things. And then Aphrodite conveniently shows up and it's like, quit it. It must be my son. Yeah. Quit it. Oh, her daughter. Yeah. Her daughter. Is it her daughter? It's her daughter. Yeah. I thought early on it said son. And this, then in the end, I was like, well, this son has tits, so. That's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm no expert, uh, but I think that might, I think that's a lady. My favorite part was the, actually, it got pretty spooky when all the, the, um, the cupids, cupids just yeah. piled onto each other to make a face, face that were like, yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> I and I'm like, lost. well, you're not turning me on at all. No. So like, this is, this is, you're doing this the is a bad, opposite. bad example of lust. Horrid, horrid example. Um. <laughs> Do you want to rate? Do you want to rate Wonder Woman oh, number sixty nine? Did we rate the other one? The, we the did Flash not rate one? here. We we can rate Heroes in Crisis first. Heroes in Crisis. I would honestly, uh-huh. I would give it a five. You give I it really a five? would give it a five. Okay, nice, excellent. Um, it got a little for me. It got a little bit wordy. It is very wordy. It got a little bit wordy, which Tom King has a tendency of doing. I'm going to give it a four point five because I thought the writing was good. The the like I said, it didn't quite stick the landing for me on yeah. the big reveal. Um, but the art always is like a plus three on a, on a rating. The reason already. I gave it a five is because being the eighth in the nine run, uh-huh. it drew me in and, and it made me want to read the previous seven. Yeah. I mean, when you said that, I was honestly shocked when you said that, because like as a Marvel, right. as a Marvel man right. and coming in eight out of nine in a, in a very heady kind of right. Um, cerebral book about trauma and dealing with it. I, I was surprised that you were enjoyed it as much as you did. I'm glad though. I'm really yeah, glad for sure. Yeah. And, and then the the uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I'm gonna give this one a five. I just loved it. Like this is for me. This is I've got two kind. I've of two minds with comic books. I've got comic books. Right. You know I mean, you're like this is serious shit. Right. 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 And then I've got comic books. And this is co- <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is like a five out of five comic books. It's, yeah. It's so fun. Um. You know what? I I like I like that. This is a five comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So I'll give it that five. But oh, there is hey. a, there is a, a difference between the five that I gave Heroes in Crisis and the five I gave Wonder Woman. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like it's like how do you how do you rate you know on the same scale a movie like Pacific Rim right. and then like 
I don't know, some, Schindler's some, list. some smart shit that <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Uh, but definitely, you can, you, can, you can certainly attempt to do that. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, that's it for DC this week, and I think it's a good time for Adam and I to take a little break. We're going to take a quick break, I for sure. I need to wet my whistle a little bit more. Uh, uh, we'll be back to talk about um, our beer. Yes. Some more and then finish up the rest of these comic books. And uh, yeah, so you you just did the break for the podcast. Here's the break for our live feed on uh, Facebook. Uh, your camera's not on you. You don't oh, have to wait. wait. It's on me since I'm talking. I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. So I'm going to end the live stream real quick, uh, but we'll be back with some more uh, craft comics with some more me craft and Jared. Comics. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome back to Craft Comics. Uh, we are refreshed. Would you say we're refreshed? I'm refreshed. Are, are you feeling refreshed? I'm feeling refreshed. You fed me some whiskey on the break, and that's a that's a cardinal sin, sir. This is a beer podcast, not a whiskey podcast. Well, we didn't drink the whiskey on the podcast, that's so it. we're I mean, safe. Hey, you know what? The camera's not on me, right? It is right now. Shit. Well, you know what? I'm going to have you just pan away at some point. Here and, we go. And I've panned away. And no one will know that this isn't a beer that I'm taking a sip that, of. That's right. Well, the, the non-beer that Jarrett is taking a sip of is actually the Kentucky Owl uh, 11 year rye batch two that came out this past year. So the original Kentucky owl rye, uh, it, I believe sold for, I want to say one fifty or one seventy, And then batch two came out and they raised the price bastards. They actually dropped the proof on it. So and raised the price and raised the price. Bastards. I know <laughs> a lot of people were upset. I've never had batch one, but batch two is so good. I, I don't, so yeah. it's it's a two hundred and ten dollar bottle of whiskey. I, I'm 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 I've got no shame in you in flexing. <laughs> yeah, I'm flexing on you. Humble brag. You flex a little brag. How fun though. Uh, yeah, I've got Jake the Snake next to me. He's taught me how to flex. Oh. Um, but yeah, it 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 is. That's super good. It is the best whiskey. I, I was own, joking so. about the first bastards, but then when you said that they lowered the proof and raised the price, I right. was like, no, but for real though, bastards. Right, right. <laughs> it's a little dastard. Oh, there. hey, we're talking about beer now, aren't we? We're we not sure. just jumping right back into comics. Nope. Yep. We sure are. Um, so you so had that anti-hero. I have. What do you think about that anti-hero? The anti-hero, which is the flagship IPA, right. in which all of these other IPAs are, are kind of based off, off of. Right. Yeah. You think of this beer as the as the bubbling primordial soup. Um, the rest of these beers are what you know wretched creatures crawled out of it right um, and i've been drinking the lucky here on side of it which is the idaho seven which is a mysterious hop uh ipa oh, jordan smith just liked us on the facebook oh, live my video God, that means we made it baby jordan <laughs> oh smith. yeah thank you baby da daddy <laughs> daddy bear uh yeah so the lucky hero seven is uh yeah the idaho seven hop and you know it's it's it tasty. was really good it's tasty it's it, tasty as fuck and i don't know what i'm tasting yeah i mean i don't know either it definitely so i had the brute hero first and that mm -hmm. was really good that was that kind of dry champagne finish taste um and then uh i had that lucky hero um, with the Idaho seven hop, which supposedly has the papaya red grapefruit and mango with yep. a black tea finish. I don't necessarily remember tasting any of that, but I do remember it being different than the brute hero. That's yeah. good enough for me. What is the, what is the psychological phenomenon where you said black tea finish? And then my tongue was like, ah, yes, I can taste black tea. I think that's just called the power of suggestion. The power of suggestion, <laughs> confirmation bias, something like that. Right. But it's, it's right. on full effect right now because I tasted, tasted some black tea just now. But, well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's yummy. Uh, I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, I'm super into this this Revolution Brewing Company. I 
kind of thought that they'd been around. Uh, maybe their logo looks a lot like the Rogue Brewery. It am, does. Because I, I, I thought okay. it was Rogue at first. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. But, uh, let me look at this. Because uh, I was logo. surprised when you like, star. Because Rogue is a star, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A six-pointed star. You Something. Yeah, you you were like, this is a new brewery. And I was like, I've seen this logo before. Right. Well, well, Are you lying to me? <laughs> newer. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were established in 2010. So okay. that's yep. almost a decade. Fuck. But like, I mean, think of like Ale Asylum here in Madison. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that is a brewery that's been a it's still honestly a newer brewery but i mean that's yeah. 20 years almost probably can you believe that man i mean that's insane 2010 was 100 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> for un- sure let's unpack that dude yeah oh my god um so you have another one to drink there buddy i know i've been sipping on like all three of these so okay. wait what was your oh Here. so so you did have the lucky hero i had the lucky hero and then the anti-hero if, if you want i can open up the brute i just you know since i have a couple, I got a couple halfers here left. I don't Why wanna... don't we both do the Galaxy? Because okay. I haven't done the Galaxy Hell yet, yeah. and Hell you yeah. haven't either. Nope, I got the Galaxy right here. Yeah, you have it, but you haven't had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's crack, right. Her, let's crack her open. And give it, give it a little shot here. Um, so what is the, the? This is Galaxy hops. I'm assuming, right? Yes, and Galaxy, so which is pretty. I have looked. I the only one I haven't looked at is the Antihero. Uh, let's see here. It, I picked the boring one. I'm okay, sorry. so Antihero is six point seven percent. And it looks like all of the other ones are 7%. Woo! So, Stay good, cl- good luck driving home today. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm sleeping on your couch, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we'll take, a, we'll take a So, what is this? What, what notes am I supposed to get here? Is so, the, the Galaxy Hero, again, it was brewed specifically for the Chicago Comic Book and Entertainment Expo. So, we're on point. Good. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And it's got Galaxy Hops, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to be tasting some tropical fruits and citrus. And it's got a crisp dry finish so let's take a sip cheers my bud cheers <laughs> my bud what's what what does he say in uh that in, in uh oh no. that movie with paul rudd <laughs> and oh um uh, the, the the best friend one yeah shit let's just say cheers my dude and let's hang tan a little bit hey, while cheers we, my dude yeah and while we done it you know what i mean <laughs> but like uh, okay jobin that's what he calls him <laughs> cheers jobin <laughs> <laughs> I love that you needed to take a drink and then you're just like Jobin. That's what it is. I knew it. I knew it the whole time, but it, it just needed to get unlocked. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you want to talk about comic books? Hold on. We oh. got to say what we're tasting here. Oh, sorry. I. Oh my gosh. I'm such an amateur. So, so <laughs> the kind myself. of the problem with this uh, Galaxy Hero is that it's it's had an hour or so to warm up. You know, I don't necessarily think that this. It's not a bad thing. Always a bad thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing, and I think specifically with this one, it's not. It it makes it feel more fruity, I think, and and less harsh on the tongue. Yeah, it definitely. So whenever you cool something down, like. I'm a humble bra- brag a little bit here. <clears throat> I like to cook a lot. Right. So like you understand certain things when you, when you assemble a dish, you know what temperatures it needs to be served at. And when something is hot, sweetness definitely ramps up. So you usually need to cut sweetness back with salt. Right. right? When you cool shit down, sweetness gets um, dampened a little bit. Uh, that's why ice cream has like a metric fuck ton of sugar. They just dump it in because they're like, is, this is going to be literally frozen. It needs to be super sweet in order for you to perceive that sweetness. So like when beer warms up, that's why stouts are so good when they're a little bit warm. Right. Is they're very caramely, very sugary, very uh, sugar forward. 
And so that's when when this when this kind of lifts itself up when when a beer warms up the sweetness comes out and I think that sweetness plays very well with fruity flavors and I think that's what we're getting with this beer for sure for sure did that did that I, rambling nonsense make any sense absolutely yes and then I will actually success just, just as a whiskey guy I'll uh-huh. tell you something about whiskey Ooh, so dude. a lot of people they talk about uh, ver, uh, you know a straight pour a neat pour uh-huh. versus on the rocks yes. Um, and I found out something, and this is backed by science. Oh, I, I found science this out. Trademark. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to call that out, right? <laughs> I found this out recently um, that the reason that rocks are on ice, that's what on the rocks means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the reason that a lot of people prefer that um, is because Sorry. it is, it is, it, it's not just perceived, but for a long time, people thought, oh, when it's cold, people think it's not as uh, burning on their tongue. Right. And, you know, a lot of times the burn from whiskey comes from putting the whiskey on your tongue and then breathing. And that oxygen, you know, it, it, it uh, what's the word, uh, 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 evaporates the alcohol and that causes the burn on sure. your tongue, right? Yep. yep. So the brain cannot take two inputs uh of the of of opposites and uh-huh. and perceive one right, right exactly so the brain feels that heat from the whiskey mm-hmm. but if it's chilled on ice it, it the the coldness supersedes the whiskey it, uh, it supersedes it the, the heat it block the, right. like it blocks the heat so you're only getting the taste of the whiskey and that it's cold huh. i find that very interesting the problem is is that for, anecdotally for me um, what I have found is when you sip warm room temperature whiskey, you're able to access the flavors much more than you are when it's cold. However, there are exceptions. And if you go to chillfilter.com plug, uh, you <laughs> can, uh, I love it. You can listen to episodes because we try every whiskey neat. We try it with two drops of distilled water and sure, we try it, it with a, a, a cube as well. Yeah. And, um, a cube of ice and, uh, not there, ice cube, right? You, know, you don't try it with ice cube. <laughs> yeah, we invite ice cube in. <laughs> he never hey, comes. Cube, come on in, bud. But we always send out the invites, but he never right. shows yeah, up. What the yeah. fuck, ice cube? Right. I'm looking at the camera. And uh, uh, ice cube. Oh, if you're, you're not. If you're, you're not if, on. If you're listening to me right now, ice cube, I need you to show up to chill filtered and, <laughs> and enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but so there are some whiskeys that we say for sure this should be enjoyed neat, and that's it. Yep. And then there are some whiskeys where we're like, this was made better by water, or yep. it was made better by ice. So anyway, let's get to some comics. Well, I mean, but that's a, we can talk about some whiskey because right. I, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like so, like. It is all about your own personal preference, right? Like we talk about that all the time yeah, on the show. We I say hate it when people try to like shit on people for being like I, you know, I enjoy my whiskey with a, like an ice cube in it. Right. And like, the only real way to drink it is neat. I'm like, okay, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Like, whiskey and- <laughs> is so subjective, right? Because listen, uh, like I say all the time on the show, if Jack Daniels is the best whiskey that you enjoy, like you, like there's nothing better, and you've yeah. tried a bunch. Yeah. Great. I'm, yeah. That's so good for you because you only have to spend. Seventeen dollars. That's amazing for your, for your favorite yeah. whiskey. Yeah. For me, my favorite whiskey is two hundred and ten dollars a bottle, which is a big old bummer. That <laughs> sucks. Yeah, that does. I suck. mean, it's awesome, but that sucks. Yeah, and who, it's all the, subjective. So, who is the guy who um like comes out with the whiskey reviews every year? 
What's his, what's his, do you know his name? Fred Minnick. Fred Minnick. I, I have a book by him that said something to that effect where it was, he was, he was basically like, it, the book is called How to Drink Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about that book quite frequently. I love that book so much. And in that book, it, he, it says specifically, if you only drink whiskey that costs a lot of money, you don't actually like whiskey. Right. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Those are words that I live my life by, man. I, I, I honestly think that there's wisdom to that because, like, and to clarify, I drink plenty of whiskey that, that costs is a under $30. Right, right. Yeah. You know, one of the best whiskeys that you can buy. Listen, listeners, video watchers. Craft comics listeners. Yeah. If you're trying to get into whiskey and you're not quite sure where to start, let me give you two bottles. There's there's really four types of whiskeys. There's bourbon, there's uh-huh. rye, there's scotch, and there's Irish. Let me give you two bottles that, that you'll want to get into. But let, let me give you... Give them one of all four. Yeah. I'll give you one of all four. So... If we're going with scotch, I would say, and this is an expensive one, but uh, scotch is always the most expensive. Yeah, yeah. go with the Abuna, the Abalor. I think it's an Abalor, but it's Abuna. A B U N D A H, I believe is how you spell it. It is the scotch that made me like scotch. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I I hadn't liked scotch yet. If you're going for Irish, you you just can't go wrong with Jameson. Jameson okay. is what I would call a fast food whiskey. Uh-huh. Um, but that's okay. Some hey. of the fast food whiskeys are good. Otherwise, if you want to step up your game a little bit, go with Redbreast 12 cask strength, specifically the cask strength. You can get Redbreast 12 that's not cask strength. The cask strength, again, is going to be really expensive. It's about $100 at least. Uh, but then these two are going to be uh, your budget whiskeys that are really good. Like this will not break the, break the bank. If you want a great bourbon, Go to your local liquor store and find um, um, Eagle Rare 10-year. Eagle Rare. They do an Eagle Rare 17 that you'll never find. If you're lucky, you'll find it. But I promise you, you never will. But if you go into your local liquor store and, hey, I want a bourbon called Eagle Rare, they will find you a bottle. It's usually under $30. It will blow your socks off. And then, uh, so Eagle Rare is made by Buffalo Trace. Yep. And then another Buffalo Trace product is Sazerac. And... I didn't know Buffalo Trace made Sazerac. I had no idea. Well, actually, Sazerac oh company gosh. owns Buffalo Trace. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right. But uh-huh. anyway, <laughs> so Sazerac, the problem is, is that there's three different types of Sazerac. Four, really. There's a cocktail called the Sazerac. Right. And then there's the Baby Saz, which is a, a rye whiskey. Sazerac is rye. Uh-huh. And that is aged, uh, I think, six years then there's the 18-year Sazerac. 18? I think it's 18. Then there is the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. Uh, so I'm talking about the baby Saz, which is aged six years. And that is usually less than $30. And mm-hmm. it is... So so those you've got your four there. You've got yep. the, the scotch, I said, which I said the did you Abuna. Say what? Did you, did you right, recommend right, yeah, the bourbon? Yeah, I did. So the Abuna is the scotch. The either... If you oh, want to yeah, be budget, Jameson is is Irish. Or if you want to do a better Irish, do the uh, Red Breast 12-year cask strength. Then for bourbon, you've got the Eagle Rare, and, and that's less than $30. And then for rye, you've got Sazerac and the, the Baby Saz specifically. All of those are great. Uh, but the, the, the two I really want to prop up is the Eagle Rare and the Sazerac. Mm. Those are sub-$30 bottles that will, like be a huge addition to your liquor shelf. So 
We've talked enough about whiskey. I think we should talk about comics. <laughs> I, I know, but like now I want to give my four bottle recommendation. Okay. Because hey, I want to watch you. Hey, gr- I want to watch is, you grimace. This is your podcast. Yeah, so right. I, I, you me, take the reins. The okay. camera's on you, my friend. I, I, I really want to watch you grimace when, when I, when I say these bottles, because mm-hmm. for me, the quintessential scotches for, for just in my opinion, like I love, I love, I love things that are like super unique and super weird. So right. when I think of unique and weird scotches, I think of like your Isla scotches, right? Right. And so for me, this is a, this is a bit, this is my most expensive bottle that I'm going to recommend that you try. Uh, it's the Lafroig quarter cask. It's a very, very, very good bottle. And it's got this like really rich peaty campfire. Yeah, I don't like peat. You don't like peat? Mm-mm. Tastes like band-aids to me. Well, okay, there's two, t- to my mind, and I've tasted the Band-Aids, I really have, and I do not like the Band-Aids either. Right. But I have had a peaty scotch that just tastes like tastes like ca- a campfire smells, and that's what the Lefroy Quarter Cast does for me. Awesome. Like, when, you, when you drink it by, like... There I, is some peat. There, there are some peaty cock... <laughs> peaty cock? <laughs> peaty cock. <laughs> there are some peaty scotches that don't... Have the iodine right. and the band-aids. Exactly. And stuff. So that's yeah. that's what I would say. I would I, and I would point you into the more adventurous side of scotch, right? The uh, the Isla scotches are like the IPAs of of scotches, right? They're very like one note, just like smoke, or they're like iodine right. or something like that. So that's my that's my scotch recommendation. What, what's the other one? Uh, we've got uh, so Irish Irish whiskey powers powers is a twenty seven ninety nine dollar bottle and it is an incredible value i love that i i've had i i'm a big fan big fan of uh, irish whiskeys and powers is one of the best out there so it's uh, have you ever had it Mm-mm. it's it's super super good and it's like at that price point what's like, the I, price point Did you say 27 tw- 27 bucks and okay. i don't even feel bad making a hot toddy out of it i don't feel bad making any kind of like old-fashioned out of it you know like a little dash i hate of people who make old fashions out of irish i make old I mean, fashions I out of whatever you, i want yeah, no, you just said you. it yeah i got you okay and so next up we've got what bourbon mm-hmm. four rows of single barrel that's like the entry level oh. super good before you leave bucks. i'm gonna let you taste the four roses that i have it's a barrel pick and it will Ooh. it will do you know what a barrel pick means yes yeah so so, so, the, so a person picks uh well a, a liquor store yeah right right so we, they, we had a barrel pick in the wine and hot or no Wine and total wine. There's a to- total wine bought a bunch of driftless Glen rye. Right, right. It was pretty good. It was a barrel pick. So a barrel pick, uh, just for people who are listening or who watching, know? a barrel pick is um, a, a company, a, a liquor store sends out to a distillery and says, hey, we want one barrel uh-huh. of your juice and, and you're going <laughs> to. Oh. Your juice, baby. Yeah. Give me that well, juice. In, in the whiskey world, you say juice. Don't you do. you really? Oh, I thought you were just like freestyle. No, no, no. That's amazing. We want one barrel of your whiskey. Sorry. No, you can say juice. Juice. <laughs> uh, and and we want, when you bottle it, we want you to say this is a barrel pick for, let's say, Steve's Liquor on University yep. or whatever. And so uh, what will happen is the distillery will actually send out several samples from different barrels to that dis- to that liquor store. And they'll sample it and then and then choose it. So uh, that's that's a barrel pick. But you should. Uh, I'm gonna let you try this Four Roses barrel pick that I have. It, Amazing. Anyway, so then rye. What do you think? Rye whiskey. Okay, I love Koval, but I'm not gonna immediately. Well, it's a more expensive bottle. Koval is the, out of Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Koval has. I'm. I, I am gonna recommend it because Koval rye whiskey is the most like uniquely rye whiskey that i've ever tasted and i really? don't know if that's because like i just 
have another it was my first so yeah. I, I will specify that it was my first ever rye whiskey and, and like when i was on this like journey you know vision quest to like understand how to drink spirits neat right that was one of the first bottles i bought and that was the first bottle that i was like i get it you right. know what i mean like right. it, it opened my mind i to, got like, you it's like this, this that was sazerac for me okay it's yeah. this fruity spite i think it rye whiskey is this really amazing spirit well do you know that rye is so we're we're i mean listen we're extending extending your episode here that's fine dude we're having fun so rye do you know that rye was the original american spirit i did not know that when, when we talk about whiskeys being produced in the united states yeah people think bourbon that you know kentucky straight bourbon sure. blah, blah blah sure but no it's rye is yeah. what is what was started um well that makes a lot of sense because the rye crop itself is a very hardy plant right it's an ancient ancient grain that you, you has know, like a lot of right it's like a weed basically right you, you think you think of the founding fathers a lot of the founding fathers were producing rye whiskey mm. uh and that's why on their on their farms and plantations they were growing rye to be able to produce rye whiskey i had no idea so uh th there's there's a storied story of the whiskey rebellion and it's all about rye i don't want to get this could go on for for a long for a time. long time we yeah. could do a deep dive but the whiskey rebellion is all about rye and uh -huh. rye rye really is the american whiskey now today we think of the american whiskey being bourbon corn yeah right? that's what we think of but if you if you trace it back rye was the original american whiskey right and and that's why uh it's really cool today to see a lot of distilleries go back to rye embracing the roots yeah right? yeah and it could, because it's been bourbon for so long mm -hmm. and it's just in, like i said it's interesting to see these distilleries who have been doing bourbon for a yeah. long time now they're going Hey, we should try and do a rye expression of of what we're doing. Right. And when you think rye when as a grain when it's used in anything, right? Rye bread, yep. rye beer, rye whiskey, it has this very funky, unique, almost like untamed sort of feel to it. Like right. is it like when I, when I say an ancient grain, I don't mean that it like they're sowing seeds that they found in a bunker somewhere. I mean that like this plant has not evolved a lot for like a very very long time so it's aggressive it's hardy it's angry there's yeah. there's things about this thing that like are undesirable to us rye tends to especially rye whiskey it tends to be very spicy right but at the same time with that spice that rye spice you oftentimes get like a confectioner sugar and yeah, candy there's, taste there's some fun stuff and that, that happens cinnamony there. like oh it's so good yeah so. like i said i think of rye bread right which is like it's like a it's like <laughs> i'm gonna make a joke that like that's the bread that old people eat right because it's like right. it's like tough and it's upset and like but like back then like i i have no idea if like old people eat rye bread because uh in my brain it makes sense like oh, oh the depression maybe they were just like grinding up rye right. pellets or something and making right. bread out of it i have no idea if that makes sense but like that's the grain. It it is it has been this thing. It's a survivor, and it's something that like when you when you use it and you utilize it and you really and it expresses itself. It's it's really something fantastic, in my opinion. So. Absolutely. Well, Jarrett, speaking of things that are a survivor, are you and, are you and things that when you use it and utilize it, it in, it you know grows yeah. and uh -huh. becomes a, a a good thing. Uh huh. That reminds me of the next comic on uh -huh. our list. Uh, things that are a survivor, you know, you might survive in outer space for a long time sure, and you sure. might survive as a, uh, 
you you might survive based off of a symbiotic relationship. relationship. I think I I think I see what you're saying. So, Adam. Uh, Jared, what do you think? What's the next comic we could talk about? Oh, you just I see you what just, you're saying, and I understand because with the power of family and friendship, you can overcome everything, and that's why we're going to talk about. Oh, hold on, hold on, Jared just completely switched the next comic because I'm looking at this deck and that was fantastic. <laughs> you go ahead, Jarrett. Tell me what the next one is. That's right. That's the Fantastic Four number nine. Number nine, ladies and gentlemen, written by Dan Slott with art by, oh, Adam's favorite, Aaron Cooter. Aaron Cooter. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, and also Paco Medina and also Stefano Caselli. There's three artists on this thing, which is a surprise to me. Now that I think about it. I hate that you made this switcheroo. I know. I, you're I, just, I, I had a great build up. You're upset. Uh, I'm just, I'm such a scumbag. <laughs> this is the snark. You said we have great chemistry. That's right. This is us building some little bit of chemistry go. here. Uh, Eric, Arsene, you colors. love me more than you love Dan. I will never admit that. <laughs> I love all of my, all of my podcast hosts equally. Only one one of them gives me really good beer for free and amazing microphones <laughs> and take like, that as you will and like a $90 bottle yeah, of whiskey that, that as well. So <laughs> I, okay. Do you want me to say it? I love you more than Dan. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay, is, that, is that what it is? Fuck you, Dan. And then finally, I don't know if you've been a part of this bit, but we have a favorite letterer in all of comics. It's Joe Cara Manya. Oh! I, yeah, I don't you know did, what you did, you did, to do. You did the perfect job. So <laughs> for some reason, we love Joe Caramania. So whenever he shows up, we get very excited. Nice. So here he is. Adam, uh, do I want to do this to you? No, I won't do it. No, you do it to me. Do it to me. Do you want to take Fantastic Four number nine? Yeah. All right, oh, you want me to like yeah, introduce you want me it, baby. To do the, yeah, do the lead you, here. Okay. You, to, you told me on it. Yeah. All right, I was like, should so, I do it to you? Um, this is the judgment of doom. Yep. In a world. In a time. <laughs> without doom. Or with a lot of doom. Actually. In a place where one man named Victor Doom has all control. You're very good at that. That's Thank actually you. a little bit. Of I actually <laughs> used to do this thing where I'd go, I'd go, uh, in the biggest thriller since land before time 13. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Haley Joel Osmond. Anyway, that's a really good bit. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, I I I don't know that I'm the man to do this. Do you not want to? You can hand it back to me, and so, I can I can explain. I, I don't it. know. So here's the Fantastic Four comic for people who are watching on Facebook. Uh, I think you should start Facebooking all of your. I've been thinking about twitching so you know. it. They even have a Twitch. They even have a Twitch thing that's like talking about comic books. Yeah, I, I was think like, well, should. that is very specific. Um. I'm going to pass this back to you. All right, fine. But but I will say that I believe this is the comic that has my favorite favorite line. Yes, you loved this line. That that was in any of the comics we read today. But I'm going to let you uh, take over here. All right, so we will set the stage a little bit for Fantastic Four number nine. Remember that Dr. Doom has captured Galactus. He has put him in a gigantic pile of trash on a mountain and he's sucking the life force out of him to power let that's why i'm a little i'm like i shouldn't because i don't have any of that backstory but you know what we tried it you know right. i handed it i handed it to we you did try it and excitedly and then you're like I'm, i'll take the, i'll take the next one you want you want venom next yeah, yeah. okay okay or do you want uh, no, no 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 okay no, no. you want venom okay 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 so he is sucking the life force out of galactus he has all of the fantastic four in various uh perfectly 
erected, I guess you could say, traps, right? So it's right. using their greatest weaknesses against them, right? So uh, he's stretched Reed to his maximum. Yeah, and he's Reed also looked fucking harsh. Up. Yeah, yeah. And he, so, so what he did is he stretched him to his maximum width and then lowered the temperature so that if he tried to stretch anymore, he would shake. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, hello, black cat number one. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I came across that page too, and I was like, "I see what you're trying to do." Uh, what are you? What, what's the What's the messaging here? Uh, and they put Sue in like a temporal dampening thing, so she can't do anything with her mind powers. And then, then Doom, in the biggest act of hubris ever, was just like, "Hey, don't worry, Sue. I know you got those two little kids. Uh, I'll I'll be taking care of them once you're <laughs> yeah. dead." You know, yeah. and like I'm like, okay, well, you've deserved everything that's coming to you after this. Uh, ben Grimm was put uh, the thing. It was put in a trap that every time that he struggled uh the the traps for his loved one <laughs> sorry i don't know what that sound was <laughs> we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it in uh every time he struggled uh the traps on his loved ones would become more intense and was then, this all because i didn't catch any of that from this was how that, did you not was sir that previous is that yes previous? that happened in the previous issue okay yeah okay. yeah and so this is them escaping from their binds uh in the last issue it saw sue storm projecting an invisibility field over dr doom's clothes so that everyone saw him naked on camera jeff hyman just joined the jeff live hyman, stream the fucking legend that's right uh, he's my he's he's my captain. My frisbee I know captain. on frisbee, yeah, sorry. absolute unit. I'm sorry for keep interrupting. But. No, you can be be as excited as you want, my friend. Uh, so what what else what else? Oh yeah, so it sees them escaping their binds, uh, foiling Doctor Doom as you know as you do as a superhero. It team. seemed like like uh, like even just a quarter of the way into it, like yeah. Doctor Doom was defeated yeah he was defeated pretty much from the from at the end of the last issue when okay the, the second that you show so he's a for you for those of you who don't know, understand dr doom he's like a very kind of conflicted villain because uh, he, yeah he's not necessarily a bad guy he just thinks that his way is the best and typically he's like the altruist right like i'm gonna kill all of these people as long as like more people will survive from that i mean that's kind of like the definition of a bad guy in the comic universe sure it's, it's never really like a bad like a villain is never unless you're talking about the joker or like victor zaz or something right yeah. like usually villains are like villains because they think their way is the best way but it turns out that their way just kills a bunch of people right 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 uh, and i mean those are the most compelling vic <coughs> compelling um villains in the end right. are the ones that think right. that they're doing the right thing right um but yeah so his whole shit is that like he thinks that like He's a, he's a pragmatist, right? So like he he thinks that if you kill 100 people but 200 people survive at the end of the day that's that's a win and he also uh creates like an entire society known as Latveria of people to worship him not because he has an ego but probably because he has an ego. <laughs> of course. So, uh, of course. Once they once, once you it's see Victor him Doom, man. Once you see him stripped naked, right? He's a horribly disfigured person under all of that all that boasting all that blustering he's deeply fragile and in that wounds him you know that's right. like a, that's like a line that you never cross right as sue storm but she did it because he also crossed the line where he was like i'm gonna raise your kids lol you know what i mean like so what were you fucking <laughs> thinking that a mom that a mom's not gonna go to bat for kids at the end um so the fantastic four they they awaken galactus set him free uh everybody thinks that galactus is gonna turn try to eat the world but turns out uh, Galactus made a pact with Reed Richards to leave Earth alone. So he's he just, like, I just want to go home. Yeah, he's like, peace out. I'm flying the fuck away. Right. So the day is saved. Um, I, it, I love that, like, Doom was like, 
Why is he making an intergalactic sale? Like what how, is happening? I like how he can see that from what's happening, too. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. Like he's got his binoculars out. Oh, I see. An intergalactic, a rudimentary lave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So, uh, and then there's a bit of setup for the next issue where we see, I don't remember. I'm going to quickly look. That's There's fine. no setup. I yeah, lied. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't remember a, setup. I'm pretty sure this it's just kind of ended. It's a clean wrap-up. Usually in comic books, they have a setup, right. and that's that's my right. uh, song for time. But Us- yeah. Usually the, the it ends with, up next is yeah. blah. <laughs> the death of the superheroes. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, did we just turn into a 1930s radio drama? Oh, that's my favorite voice. Oh, hello it. there. Hello. Adam, thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> Next up is a great comic book about Venom. We should do a segue in nothing but this voice. You can't believe it. The people are dying. Everybody is being struck down by Asgardians. In the War of the Realms. <laughs> penned by one only, Colin Bunn, with art by Ivan Cabello. <laughs> I don't know what I didn't know what art was at first. Andres Mosa on colors, and then I'm gonna just roll myself back to my normal voice and Clayton Cowell's on there you letters. Go. I think I think <laughs> we've, we've gotten to the bit. point that you uh, we've had enough beer. Yeah, you can do this, baby. I, I have <laughs> okay. the utmost faith in you. So here we got the uh the Venom, Venom. book here. Venom. Venom. Uh for the uninitiated. It's the War of the Realms, as Jarrett already said. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I actually really, really enjoyed this book. Uh, so it looks like it's uh, number 13, right? Is that right? That, that, that's, what, that's that means. what that number means, yes. Right. So, Usually they skip that number in an issue of comics because it means your run will get canceled if you publish a number 13. Oh, really? Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I completely made that up. Oh, Jarrett. Oh, that scam. <laughs> We've been hanging out since 10, 15 a.m. Yeah. Just so you know. Holy shit, you're right. Uh, I really liked this comic. That's um, good. I don't know a lot about Eddie Brock. Uh-huh. Um, I know a little bit. I kn- When I was into Marvel Comics, when I was buying new Marvel Comics, I never like followed the venom line or anything was he a bad he was a bad boy back then, always right? a bad guy yeah, yeah, yeah. always uh the, the the most i ever got into the venom arc was when um on sega genesis they released uh venom slash carnage okay i seem to remember this now that i'm thinking about it that game it was a great game oh my god was it was it the two that you could plug into each other or no what do you mean? So, yeah. like, Sega Genesis had this weird thing where, like, some some of the games like had a clip on top. Oh no! Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. that. Okay, it wasn't that at all. So we open on Eddie Brock running through a city with his brother, who's his son, who's actually his son. How complicated! And uh, running away from what I would define as a fire monster. Yep, that's a good, <laughs> good accent. <laughs> right, a beautiful word choice. <laughs> right. There. Um, and, uh, I love the look of that fire monster. Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes comic books can try to do a villain. Like uh, it's supposed to be like a, just a non descript villain or whatever, but that thing was well done. The way it kind of like the way it kind of like chattered and shit like that. I was like, Ooh, it's giving me a little bit of goosebumps. Um, and at this point, Eddie Brock, for whatever reason, I am not aware of the reason he does not have the venom symbiote. They've been separated. Yes. Yes. And, but it seems that, that Eddie Brock has become a good guy. He's been a good guy for a while. Yeah, He has been. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with and that. But. It, so it, it, it is suggested that uh-huh. the, the people that are, that there are beings that are killing human beings. Yes. And it's suggested that they are as guardians. Are they as guardians? 
I am so sorry that you have, there are Nilfgaardians. This is the War of the Realms. Okay. Okay. Where the Nilfgaardians of the Dark Elves have basically destroyed all of the other realms. Okay. So Helheim, Asgard, whatever. I don't know the rest of them. They sh- there's a big map at the beginning. You just had it. Yep. This map. Okay. Th- that's the map. Uh, so the, the, right. the Nilfgaardians have destroyed everything except for Midgard, and they've come to just basically do a victory lap, right? Because like, right. out of all the realms, Midgard's like the weakest, right. even though and we got so, the Avengers, right? So Eddie and his son slash brother... Whose name I do not Dylan. know. Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> because why wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah, Dylan? Yeah, sure, Dylan. Why wouldn't it be the name of one of the main characters from Beverly Hills 90210? Why wouldn't it? Of course. Um, They are trying to get to a safe house, and uh, Eddie Brock... As a human without without venom symbiote, uh, fights some of these guys. But this witch with fucking eyeballs growing from her that, hair—that was an amazing character design choice because yeah. she doesn't she doesn't have eyes, right? Right, and so her, her eyeballs eye sockets are, are, are empty. Up. Yeah, and she's got these eyeballs that are growing out of her hair that just hang down from strands of hair. She gives him this crystal that allows him to basically like how do you say this like any wish or dream that yes. he has will become reality. Yeah. But my favorite thing about that crystal is it's specific. So it's like, right. It's like, Hey, this it's is the weapon. Crystal. <laughs> this is the weapon dream right. crystal, right. Right. which is a very specific dream. It's crystal. very, very specific. How fun. Um, and, and kind of, th- this is kind of like a mid arc comic because like yeah there's there's no specific like you are literally result here that's why i apologize to you because i made you you volunteered to introduce this one this is right this is in the middle of a major arc going on in marvel right but but what a major thing happens here in the uh in the character reality of eddie brock Uh uh-huh he he uses this crystal to become venom again. He gets the symbiote again. Yes. And he comes to realize that he's no longer talking about we. He's no ta- no longer hearing the voice of venom. He's hearing I want to kill. Right. This is I. And, and at one point in the comic he says we are and then he goes no no no, not I we. Am, yeah. I am venom. So no longer is Eddie Brock this conflicted dichotomy he becomes one with venom he is venom and what's very interesting here is because during the entire time when he's slaughtering all those nilf guardians which are they're they're like is it milf guardians nil and nil and milf okay <laughs> milf guardians is an entirely different uh website that i'm hoping to publish at some point but <laughs> but that's not that's not that's not either here nor there but yeah it's like Nilf guardians in this are certified okay to kill, right? Because they're like, right. oh, we're gonna murder all the kids. So like, whenever you say that shit, like it's okay for your heroes to murder them and stuff. So he's he's doing that, and he's like, I think what's really crucial in this book is it reveals that like, who is the dark person inside of Eddie Brock? Is it Venom, right, or is it him? Because he's taking, he's been separated from the symbiote, yet he is taking immense pleasure from murdering these things, right? Uh, so that's definitely something super cool that they're doing with Venom. Uh, this series, normally written by Donny Cates, this time by Colin Bunn, has been really fun exploring like the Venom mythos and Eddie Brock as a character. So it's been it's been super good, and I'm glad that this one-off written by Colin Bunn was was actually pretty good. Uh, so next up on our doc, oh, we got a rate. Um, 
So we didn't, did we rate the, the previous one? Man, we're bad at this today. Oh, for sure. But it's okay. Uh, Fantastic Four, I'm going to give a Fantastic Four. I think it was a four out of five. I gave it a three. Three? Cool. Yeah. And then Venom, I'm also going to give, I think I'm going to give this one a 3.5. I liked it, but just in the context of the War of the Realms stuff, I was a little bit confused. I really liked it. I'll give it a 4.3. 4.3? <laughs> never before rated you just do point fives or full uh, numbers hey, man, is that right you, you do whatever the hell you want right. because you are you you're my guest sir for sure uh next up we have age of x-men extremists number three Writ- oh that's the that's the blob, the blob one, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah written by leah williams with art by G- george gianti roberto poggy on inks jim charamapitis on colors and clayton cowles on the letters uh, Age of X-Men is an event going on currently in Marvel wherein there are no more mutant or no, sorry, there are no more non-mutants left on Earth. Something happened X number of years X number of years ago uh, that erased all normal humans from existence. X existence. <laughs> I'm gonna keep making that pun until you. That's laugh. fine. Thank you. You made you laugh, so you've acknowledged me, and, we can, and we can move on. I'm trying to work a special thing <laughs> right now, <laughs> and, just so you know. And we can move on. Uh, so there are no more humans left in this world, uh, and, but nobody has any memory of anything prior to when humans existed. Right. All they know is this current continuity. They have relics and things, right? You have books by you know George Orwell or whatever that they can read. So they they understand that there was a time before mutants, but they none of them have any memory of it. Um, and in this weird sort of Orwellian kind of dystopia, you're not allowed to love anyone. Oh, okay. And you're not allowed to have any kind of physical encounters with people. And so what you have here, the extremists, they are a group of people. Um, kind of, you could think of them as like the CIA of the government, right? They're a secret organization that at, that operates in the shadows, and they basically reprogram people that are having errant thoughts. We're good. We're, we're okay. And that are having errant thoughts. What happened? D- d- don't worry about it. Okay. They were having errant thoughts. So they, they bring them in and then Psylocke like mind wipes them. That's what you saw in this, right. in this issue. Right. Uh, and because like, of course, whenever there's a dystopia, like people are rebelling against it. They want freedom. They want to be able to love. They want to be able to feel these things that they felt. It's like human nature, uh, human nature, but I'm going to say mutant nature, I guess, to want to love. And Hold on a second. Uh, Dan McHugh has joined the, oh, uh, the Facebook live stream. This is super awkward. I, uh, I want to try something here real quick, Jarrett, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can try and call Dan. Oh, perfect. And we will be able to hear him on the show here. Let's set this up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to peace out real quick. I'll be right back. I got to pee. Okay. That's be, fine. Is this live? It is it's, live. On, everyone knows. It is that. live. Everyone knows. So Dan, uh, just prepare yourself. We're going to call you. I hope you can hear me on the Facebook live stream. Uh, this is going to give me much more stuff to edit before I send these to Jarrett. Uh, let's see if we can call Dan here real quick. Hello. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm just I'm just waiting for Jarrett to get back from the bathroom. He uh, he suddenly was in need of relieving himself. But uh, you are live on the Madison Story Slam page right now. Just so you know. Nice. Yeah, I was watching that. I see you've successfully replaced me. <laughs> taking over all of my duties in my <laughs> 
yes, I I, uh, I have replaced you, and uh, we are having a great Perfect. time. I, you know, I'm having for for me. There's a little bit of a, a hard time because I'm not exactly well versed on all of the backstory on all of these. Is that Danny Mac? Oh, it's Danny yeah. Mac oh on the phone God, here. The man, the myth, the absolute yeah, unit, sir. He he doesn't have his headphones on yet, Dan, oh. so he can't hear you. But he's getting them on right now. Baby, okay. you you came. <laughs> I did. I, I just, oh, holy I just shit! I just popped on the old Facebooks, and who, who else was talking to me? But the nice sounds of Jerry and Adam <laughs> coming to you live over the sexiest microphone you've ever heard in your entire life. That's right. So, Dan, we're just getting ready yeah, to yeah. Uh, to introduce uh, the extremist. Uh, comic here. We we just kind of did, I guess. We're going to yep. talk about it. So, do you remember Age of X Men Extremists? Uh, yeah, I remember. Is that the that's yeah, the horny that's the one. one with blob? Right? Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, the horny one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember right, we're crawling across a <laughs> table to get to you, Dan. Uh, should should we tell you what happens in this? Uh, sure, whatever. Yes. I'm not too concerned about spoilies. So, um, re you remember that the last issue ended with Psylocke slinking sexily over a table over to the blob, right? And she, she asked oh, yeah, him, she asked him, does it still hurt? Yeah. Uh, she responds yeah. or he responds. Yes. And she goes, okay. Crawls off the table and says, see you tomorrow, Freddie. <laughs> 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 Isn't that amazing? That is like classic. Excellent. Well, we want to get horny, but not too horny. But here. not not too horny. Not right. for the, the the kids read the comics. Then. Right. We can't show titties. No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's that's for the bargain bin segment, which unfortunately we don't have this week. It's very 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 sad. But uh, we've talked a lot about whiskey and other shit so far. So yeah, for real. We're not going to be we're not going to be lacking any content. So I'll just blaze through this real quick. The events of this. Um, uh, yeah, bl the blob returns back to work. Um, they fucking mind wipe a guy, uh, and it's real sad because he's like, please, you can make me forget everything. Just don't me for make me forget her. And do you remember that French lady who's really angry and was like super happy to chain up the pregnant lady in the basement, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think so. So this guy, yeah. this guy is like, please just don't let me forget her. And this lady goes, isn't it so funny how they always say that? And then the other two are like, <laughs> the other two are like, no, it's it's not funny at all. <laughs> it's actually like super sad or whatever. So yeah, that's what happens. Um, it's it, this is a bit of stuff that goes back and forth. Like uh, Salak comes over to the Blob's house. They read some books. She doesn't like the books because they're too sad. Uh, she's like, I can't believe that we used to carry all this stuff inside of us. The big ender is when the crazy bitch lady um, basically forces them to attack a group of like Apocalypse's cult. So People? is it is it implied that she is the mystery caller that, that talks about this party that's coming up? If I had, yes, I think right. so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she 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 lures them into this thing that basically it makes all these people who are like the the resistance or whatever it provokes them into attacking them because right. they're scared of them they're terrified like they even call them the extremists and they're like wait what did they what did they call us you know and then they start attacking them and they they technically didn't bro break any laws um and the extremists found that very upsetting and troubling and at the end of it they actually fire they fire that really like super bitchy french lady yes well, that's awesome. yeah it is pretty cool and it's not the it's not the um the direction that i saw this series taking i thought it was kind of it, it it wasn't 
I didn't expect it to go so like, holy shit, we just understood all of a sudden that we are like being used at this as this tool to like undermine right. yeah. this these people that are doing nothing wrong, right? Yeah, this is like pretty much the first time I think that it seems like they're like the universe is moving that universe is moving in a positive direction instead of just like status quo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean they still mind wipe that guy, which is a bummer. I, yeah. So I I want to give this a rating. Uh, Dan, you can't give it a rating because you haven't read the book. You but, didn't read it, Scrub. Yeah, you fucker. Wow. You um, <laughs> hey, wait, real quick, real, real quick. Uh, it is snowing here, Dan. Do you want to describe the weather in Hawaii right now? Oh, uh, you know, it's it's, it's all right. It's that's that's all the time we got for Dan. <laughs> hang up, <laughs> hang up, bud. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna let you talk about that yet. Uh, <laughs> I so I actually found this this book really entertaining. Um, I, I I did say that it felt like some of the writing was is kind of sophomoric and kind of like what the the neckbeard high school guy would think a right. girl would say about herself. Yeah. Um. So I'm only going to. I'm honestly, I'm only going to go a three, even though I did find it very yeah. entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. And I can, I can see what you're saying. And I, and I, and I, and I felt the same thing about it. Like, especially the end of the last episode. It's yeah. like, it's like this like nerd fantasy fulfillment, right? Yeah. Where like this, like just bodacious babe is on a table, you know, just being like throwing herself at you. And you're, his name is the blob. The you blob. Know? It's not, there's no, yeah. there's no kind of like ambiguity there, but like, this is written by Leah Williams, you know what I mean? Who's a lady. And so like, I'm, I, I kind of want to like almost, I, I felt it, but then I was like, okay, let, let me take a step back and maybe think about it a bit more. I don't necessarily know if I've gotten anywhere with that, but Hey, uh, and maybe with some context, the rest of these events, right. maybe you would have liked a bit more. I'm going to give it a, f- you give it a three. Yeah. Not that it matters because I'm going to give it a four independent of that. Perfect. Hey, Dan, wow. real quick. I, we want to, we want to give you a voice to your listeners. That's why I called you here. And so why don't you let your listeners know where you're at, what's going on and all that good stuff. Well, sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. I'm about to, I just woke up. It's like age 40 here and I'm just about to go get some, uh, wait, some, like, hold on. Dan, I had, I had Dan, no idea. You, the could you hold difference. on real quick? It's 8.40 a.m.? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be like, I don't know, 10 o'clock a.m., basically. Yeah, I'm like maybe 11 or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, right. Hawaii is not that far away. It's part of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's your plans no, for today in Hawaii? Like it was like a five or six-hour flight from uh, L.A., actually. It's like hell holy, far. Holy buckets. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. So, yeah, I'm going to go get some breakfast, going to go on a uh, hike, and, um, and oh, yeah, and, and my brother's having his going away party tonight, so I'm going to go wish him well. What does that mean, going, going away like, yeah, party? Go, yeah. Where is he going? Is yeah. he going home? Yeah, like, is he coming going back away, to Madison? Going away from where, Dan? <laughs> you need to be yeah, a bit more specific. He's going, he's going away from Hawaii, where he lives currently, what? to Korea where he's oh. going to live. Okay, so none of the above. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, well, yeah, so just going to make some good food, drink some good beers, and, and think about Jerry the whole time I'm doing of it. Course, of course he will, baby. Are I'll you also thinking- going to be thinking about me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Oh yeah, one, that's one, a no. One, <laughs> Dan, Dan, he's gonna throw me out of his apartment, <laughs> but you have to say yes. 
Dan, just just so you know, Dan, Jarrett and I have decided that when you come back uh, next month, we want uh, you and Jarrett to come over to the apartment to discuss the Heroes in Crisis uh, finale because I I am super interested in how that resolves. And plus, I just... I mean, literally, Dan. I'm not. I'm not joking about this. I bought a four hundred dollar microphone. <laughs> no pressure. Just because I wanted both you and Jarrett on at the same time. No pressure. All right, yeah, I'm cool Yeah, he. I'm. I'm surprised. Up. Adam. Adam genuinely loved Heroes in Crisis number nine, and it's number. Mm, yeah, number nine, right? Yeah, it was number, yeah. No, no, number eight. Number because eight out of nine. nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's the penultimate. Nice. Oh man, I'm gonna be sad to see Bobo time. Yeah, for sure. It's been a journey, right? I think we've actually reviewed every single issue of Heroes in Crisis together, which is a fucking. That's yeah, a. That's, I, think you're right. I think that's a that's a night. Oh, you know, no, we're gonna we're gonna say that we have. Uh, I don't think we have. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's how we have it's probably not like on stream. Right. For yeah, sure. Right. For sure. All right, Dan. Uh, you have a good day in Hawaii. Say hello to your wife for us, and uh, we love you, even though I am replacing you. Love <laughs> you. Enjoy your snow, buckos. Oh, you son of a bitch! Hang Fuck up you. right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Dan. That's good, Dan. Okay. Good riddance to bad rubbish, as I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Our final book of the. That's uh, right. Yeah, the final book of our uh, podcast together. It's been such a good time. So uh, I'm glad that you've been having fun, man. I have had a blast. Like honestly, I don't know if I've ever had this much fun. So really, oh, that's so sweet. Right. So tell us about this next book. Okay, Ascender. Uh, this is Ascender number one. This is an Image comic book written by Jeff Lemire with the okay, so Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Oh, uh, this is your joke you uh, wanted. Uh, yeah. I looked at you. Could you could you say that name again? <laughs> Dustin Nguyen. All we are is Dustin, Dustin Nguyen. Nguyen. In, in, <laughs> absolutely. In, indeed. Uh, so Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen are credited as storytellers on this. And I don't necessarily know what that means. I think it might be like a combination of art and also writing. Right. Uh, we have lettering and design by Steve Wands. Uh, the cover is by Dustin Nguyen and Will Dennis is the editor. So it's a very sparse cast, but in creative books like this, like that's what you like. You like a cohesive, right? Like you, you want two people that are in charge of everything basically. And this, it really shows in this book. So a sender, and this is some insight that I was going to tell you ahead of time, but I, I I'm you excited not to, I'm excited to tell you about this. Now, this is, this is a sequel series to Jeff Lemire's very, very popular series called Descender. Okay. Which is about a robot boy on a mission right he's the last robot i'm on a mission from god basically yes quite i mean as you pointed out maybe quite literally so he is the last robot alive yeah as you as you know in the events of this book mother has has systematically erased all technology yeah right and since except for what she controls right and so he is the last remnant of technology that exists that she does not control right and he looks like a little boy which is why he can blend into things interesting and the, the imagery is actually extremely evocative descender looks quite a bit like her holding up to the camera there my friend yep okay so i'm trying to show you i forgot in my camera so like the imagery here is quite evocative because she looks a lot like the little boy in descender in fact i'm pretty sure uh, that their pose looking up at the, with the moon in the background is almost identical. Right. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that she is not uh, a robot that she's, that she's a human, but right. um, there's, so they're, 
I I was prepared to not like this. I know, book. and I was I was actually surprised. Whatsoever. I was surprised at that because I kind of thought that you'd be very interested. I I thought right. that since this is like a jumping on point, right, 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 you'd be super into it. You know, I've just never been huge into the sci-fi, yeah. like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not comic book, but uh, graphic novel. Comic books with lowercase. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've just never been a huge. I, I'm a Marvel guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's a very specific comic book type of person right and uh and i looked at the cover and i just thought oh this is anime oh that's what you thought it right. was yeah okay. yeah that's what i thought from it the cover all makes sense right right and and so i was not prepared to enjoy this but suddenly like so as i said uh reading it as i was reading it i said there's a lot of christ imagery yeah you know, I'm a pastor's kid. Yep. I'm a pastor's kid who says fucking shit and drinks a lot of beer. Right. So there's there's a certain dichotomy there, right? Yeah. Um, but there are there are a lot of Christ imagery things happening here. They talk about a person who's bringing hope and bringing light to the darkness. Uh, that is very biblical. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I I was immediately attracted to that. I I loved. I, I'm just gonna give a brief, like like broad overview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I loved the 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 scene where she, where mother is talking to her mother and grandmother. Oh, that was amazing. That was really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the story of that is really well done. Can I just say my favorite part about yeah. that bit when she summons when mother summons up uh, all of the all of the past like late. So how it works is like the lineage of women or right. whatever that have died she can summon up to consult them for wisdom and all of them say daughter, 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 except for her mom who she murdered, who says like, what do you want, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so good. I was Absolutely. like, that's a fucking amazing. Like her, her, so mother's direct mother really has this resentment because of the fact that she murdered her. Right. She presumably is like a young child. Cause she calls her a right. brat and a whelp. Right. right. So like, right. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the relationship, it, it, the relationship between them is very well done within yep. the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I am very interested in this book. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be good. I can tell would, you that right now. would really like to see how it goes. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like, honestly, like part of like the big thing of like being a part of this podcast today is just like me going, Oh, Hey, like I should be interested in comics more than I am currently. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Modern, modern day comics, man. There's like, there's a lot, they, they publish a lot of books these days, but right? There are some that are just incredible. Yeah. And like you, I don't know. I, th I think it is both. And this is speaking from someone who's only started reading comic books like a couple years ago. Sure. It really does feel to me like both the worst time to start reading comic books, but also the best time to it start reading. It was the reading. best of time. It, it was, was the, the worst, worst of times. times. Exactly. Yeah. How poignant. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you with some of the Christ imagery, particularly um, there's a scene early where mother is torturing a, a member of like a resistance cell, basically. Right. And he's dead, um, but she is able to kind of like reanimate, re reanimate him. him a little bit um, and, and still torture him. And it's, it's kind of messed up. Um, but he says something that makes her very angry. He says that he is the light. In the darkness, he is the great wizard. He is hope. And then she just blasts him. And there's this almost like kind of rapturous, his back arching and like a beam of light. Right. You know what I mean? Almost as if she was shocking him, right? It looks like she's doing it, but he's being raptured up. And initially, I thought she did it. I thought she did it out of rage. 
Um, but then the one of the people that is with mother says, "Did you do that?" And the she says, "No." Right. So whoever this there's something else at work here. Right. Whoever this wizard is raptured his follower up into the sky. And I mean, like there there is so much yeah. Christianity biblical things in this comic. I I would not be surprised to know that one of the writers was brought up in the oh, non-denominational church. I'm I'm sure. And like Jeff Lemire, like no no stranger to his work. So it, there's a lot of that in in a lot of his work. Right. Um I think you would love I think you would love him. And I, I should think, definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's very he's he's very 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 good. Um and so the general story follows a young girl I don't, I don't necessarily know her name, but she's a what, Mia. Mia? Okay. I believe she, it's Mia. She is a mountain person who uh <laughs> Who basically that means that she's as we all are. Yeah, we're at all. Times. Uh, you know, we're all actually aspiring to be mountain people. Right, at the exactly. End of the day. Free, uh, free roaming. You know, living off the land. That's right. That's uh, right. With our communes, um, her and her father live in the mountain because her father refuses to be what do they call it like awoken or saved saved she, right. he refuses to be saved by, by mother by mother right. So he's basically has renounced her will and her love and and is chosen to live free in the mountains but because of that his daughter is not mia is not allowed to interact with any of the people who are saved and most yeah. people at this point because they've pretty much accepted mothers one are saved right they're they're in it for themselves kind of thing and I mean, it makes sense right? yeah she is coming from a perspective as a kid would and this is what i really appreciated let me about, just be a person who goes wherever i want i really i really do appreciate because it, oftentimes when kids are written in comic books, they come off as too precious. Yeah. And like, right. you're, you're kind of like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? This kid, and I get it where she's coming from. She, her whole life, she has been told that she, like her dad has been like, Hey, we, we choose to live free, but she's not free to do anything. Right. Right. So like, her, so it's like her dad understands the real definition of free, but she doesn't, but she doesn't. She, she looks at free as like, so she can't go to the market because she's not, quote unquote saved. Right. And she sees that as freedom, being able to go do whatever she wants. But her dad looks at freedom as not being controlled by mother. Right. Cause he has this context of what right. free really meant ahead of time. But like the, when you, when you boil freedom down to his, its essence, it's being able to do what you want to do in, in any given moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's really charming and nice. And at the very end of it, she runs off from her dad and uh, something crash lands on her planet and she's basically like, I always thought I would find a sign. I didn't actually know I'd be right. And so next issue. So we'll find out exactly what happens in the next right. issue. And it was, I fucking love this comic book. I actually really liked it. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a five for me. For, for a first uh, series in the arc, Yeah, it, it's a five. It, it does such a great job. So I, I think it's amazing that you had such an appreciation for it, not having read Descender. Right. So like you are dropped into this world, this pre-created universe or whatever, but he's so good at kind of just easing you into it. Right. That like anyone could pick this book up. And if you're going to check out modern day comics at all, I would try a sender number one because it's going to be such a good ride and it's going to be so fun for sure. Like three ninety nine a month. You can just pop into your comic book shop every, every single month, like once a month, pick it up and read it and it'll be it'll be fun or read in, in trade when it comes out every few I, months i think that that's the hardest thing for people with getting into comics is yeah. that the the waiting you know we're, we're so we're, we are we are the uh the microwave generation sure 
Uh, and it's been made even worse by, we've talked about this before through text, the Amazon thing where oh. we want it right away. <laughs> I wanted but my then, microphones right now. But then even Netflix, where Netflix releases the whole story, mm-hmm. you know, per season, every episode that you want on right. one day. Yep. And comics, they're never going to do that. It's no, always right. going to be every month. Because you can't. Like, right. It needs, these stories need time to be drawn. Right. They need to be crafted in a way you know what i mean like i'm sure that the writer can write things ahead of time but it it takes time for people to put these drawings down in inkers and colorists like the amazing thing to me and people always talk about how expensive comics are right like this book was what 3.99 something like that and that's expensive but when you think about the monumental effort that went into making this thing, someone wrote it, someone drew it, someone colored it, someone lettered it, someone sure. printed it, someone shipped it. To for me to buy this book at three ninety nine, like that's a fucking right. feat, right? Yeah, it, it's it's nuts, dude. It, it really is, and I and I see what you're saying. Like I agree with you, but like the good news is that comic books come out every week, baby. So, for sure, yeah, for sure. So is this the end? I, I the the ending is always the most awkward part for me because I just want to keep on babbling all day. But yeah, we've reached the end of our books. Uh, we have been drinking some beer, even a little bit of whiskey. It is the it, the beer is from Revolution Brewery in Chicago, Illinois. That's right, it's and the uh, anti-hero, and then all of the different variations of that. We've even sampled a little bit of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, we came to you live in a brand new location, a brand new room I've never seen. Uh, I have seen it once before. That's right. You you picked up some equipment. But, you know, hey, I've been Jarrett Moore. And I have been Adam Rostad. Thank you so much for joining us on Craft Comics number 11. By the way, you can catch me at madisonstoryslam.com or chillfiltered.com. By the way, you can catch us on twitter.com slash crafts underscore comic or something like that. Something like that. I think it might actually be, what is it? Craft Comics. Comics underscore craft at twitter.com. Signing out. Have a great day, everybody. I love you. Bye.